Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Benji from Skin Dread. Big up Elan B's podcast. Hear this. You know what? One thing I know. That's not Mepal. That's not Mepal. That's not Mepal. You're the podcast. That's not Mepal. That's not Mepal. That's not Mepal. You're the podcast. I choose run that. Doing it now. Elan B's. Am I running it now? So put your arms in the air. Let them know that you're up. And we bring the metal news. And you know we don't stop. But tell them that's not Mepal. That's not Mepal. Step up Beezer and let the people them know what I'm in at the Evan Meckle world right now. Go on and make tell them. Tell them. Go on. Go on, son. Hello, everyone. Welcome to That's Not Metal, powered by Marshall. I'm Bees. Now, as you heard, we've had a little bit of audio problems. We told you that on the Creeper announcement where we announced that the brilliant puppy are going to be opening the uh, That's Not Metal associated Creeper headline tour. Now, the audio uh, has been bum for a couple of weeks and what I would like to do at this point in time is do a big shout out to Marshall because if it wasn't for their sponsorship we wouldn't be in a position where I could order an entire new home studio to make sure that this never happens to the podcast ever again so bear with us uh, we, for the intro for the for like the first 15 minutes the audio is straight from the camera from the YouTube video that will be up over the weekend and at the end, kind of like the last 10 minutes or so, yeah, same thing again, the audio is fine, it's much better than I'd hope, uh, I thought it was going to be, it was everything that I hoped it would be, so yeah, just wanted to give you the heads up in advance, so yeah, let's get on with the show, it's a blinder, the People versus Andy Copping is brilliant every single year, but anyway, here's me and Steve to entertain you for the next couple of hours, joined by Download Festival organiser Andy Copping. Hello everybody, welcome to That's Not Metal, powered by Marshall. Coming up on today's show, what was that, were you yawning? I yawned. Were you yawning at me? No, I just yawned. Better people, not me. You know, people get funny when you yawn, don't they? Yeah, they do. Like, general, and you've yeah. just done it. No, 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 I was, I was doing it purely for comedic effect. Oh, I know that we are both fucking running on empty here. But, I don't like it when people get annoyed when you yawn, because... You can't help it, it's involuntary. You yawn, you can yawn. The, oh, well, I'm sorry I'm boring you. The, the worst, I'm sorry. The worst is when you hold it in the face that you pull, where you're like, mm, like, really, like, like, looking like on the buses, Genza, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Uh, anyway, yeah, this is The People versus Andy Copping. Ooh! <laughs> I can mother, get on with it. Motherfucker. <laughs> this is The People versus Andy Copping. Uh, he's on the way. We hope you enjoyed our massive Top 20 Albums of the Year podcast last week because next week's podcast is a bumper edition for Christmas. It goes longer than three hours so you can get away from everyone in your family that you don't want to talk to and go and hide and listen to that's not metal. 
boring family. There you go, this is Chris. Horrendous, boring, terrible family. If ever there was a that's not metal take on Christmas, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, but next week we are going to be joined by Renfrey Deadman of The Independent and the incredible, not that Renfrey isn't, uh, Justine from Employed to Serve and Holy, Ro Holy Raw Records uh, are going to be joining us for the first ever That's Not Metal Awards 2016. Now, you lot come into this as well. So the categories include Most Improved Band, Worst Song of the Year, Best Song of the Year, Hero of the Year, Villain of the Year, Festival of the Year, Festival Performance of the Year, Biggest Disappointment of 2016 in terms of Albums Award, Gig of the Year, Best New Band, Comeback of the Year, Worst Band, Outstanding Achievement of the Year, Most Underrated Album and Band of the Year 2016. We all have a say on that, but we've put the full category list up on Facebook. Go forth and vote on this. We love to hear what you have to say. We call you the smartest audience in rock with good reason. We always want you to have a voice, so you're being given the chance to have one. Bloody use it. Mm. So yeah, have you saying that that's not Metal Awards 2016? It was a ruddy good time, wasn't it? Well, it was lovely stuff. It was good to hear the uh, the views of people that are not just you and I. There were some different sort of things no, that were creeping in. No, it wasn't. Yes, we're good enough, all right. That's not Metal.net. Uh, the A to Z of Awesome is up now. Ozfest was your own. Oh, Not to give yeah. any spoilers, but right. it was, alright? Yeah, it was, yeah. So, I meant to ask this question the other day, and I totally forgot. If we were booking Ozfest for 2017, uh, that's not metal... Ozfest. Ozfest. Yeah. Who would you have on it? What, the full bill? So, you've got, you've got no say in the headliner. The headliner's Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I can all go right. with that. I would have Ozzy uh, with a sub-headlining performance from Corn. Yeah, that's a good shout. That's a live band at the minute. Really very good live. Can we have Behemoth on it? Yeah, yeah, that'd be a bit lower down, yeah. right? Yeah. A bit, bit lower down. I would. <clears throat> I would. Just got to get that in. Yeah, yeah. I would, Come yeah. on, Satan! Yeah, I would have Behemoth in there for yeah. sure. Um, I would also have Suicide Silence. Yeah, great um, shout. Yeah. I would probably, yeah, that's what, oh, let's see if we can go from bottom up. I get, who's a really good young, young Venom Prison band? Venom Prison, well, we'll talk about them in a minute, but mm. yeah, whack, fucking whack them on there. Venom Prison, um, Suicide Science, Bear Moth, Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah, always, like to I'm, I'm nice to throw one in that's underrated. Yeah, I'd like to have yeah. Black Dahlia Murder in there. I wouldn't mind something a little bit heavy, but from the tech metal scene as well. So oh. I might chuck in somebody like Periphery. They had Periphery, a great record this yeah, year. I was going to say Periphery would be a good one. Mm. Kill City Gage is still really fucking good live. Yep. Killer. Yeah. That's that a good shout. Right. So our odds fest would be Venom Prison, The Black Dahlia Murder, Kill Switching Gage, Behemoth, Suicide, Suicide, Suicide Silence, Corn, and Black Sabbath. Uh, Black Sabbath. Oh, well, Aussie, because Black Sabbath will have finished by then. Yeah, you'd come, wouldn't you? Maybe some old, maybe an old, a slightly older band as well. So yeah. I wouldn't mind chucking in, uh, or a more classic Rocky type of band, so I wouldn't mind chucking in someone like Clutch as well. Yeah, that's a really, yes, yes to Clutch. They get on the That's Not Metal Oz Fest. Right, that's and the yeah. kind of reason that you want to subscribe to the premium specials, because we've got shit like that on them, and we yeah. do uh, the M to Z. Because we did the A to L last week of awesome things. It yeah. includes us 
talking like old people a lot. <laughs> I think it has to be said. But um, yeah. yeah, we did try our best to throw some younger stuff in there as well. The new members special, or the next members special, I should say, will include a litany of guests to discuss each of the Aussie era Black Sabbath albums. It's going to be fucking great. We have picked it in That's Not Metal style. We have picked it from people that we know are Black Sabbath obsessives. We are not about going and finding the biggest names, although there are some massive names on there. It is all to us about people that love Black Sabbath and will do the Black Sabbath legacy justice. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll reveal names before Christmas. But that will come at the uh, beginning of January because we are going to have Christmas off. You've had 18 hours of bonus podcasts over five weeks. We've done our bit. Right, Creeper Tour. So there you go, Puppy. It's Puppy are opening the bill. Steve, as a, as a first band, it's a, a pretty fucking spectacular start to have one of the best new bands on planet Earth opening it's the bill. Super duper strong. And I would urge anyone going to that Creeper Tour. Uh, well, first of all, I'd urge everyone to go to that Creeper Tour. Well, and like, and get your tickets soon. When, soon this well. is not scaremongering. Like, we look out for you lot. Like, the tickets are available to fucking everyone. I'm saying this because I don't want you lot to miss out. Yeah. Over half the tickets for the tour were sold last weekend. And when the fucking next two support bands, the main support band especially, are announced, these will go. Yeah. Get them now, get them as Christmas presents, whatever. Yeah. Um... Get, but if you are going, get there early because you're going to want to see Puppy. You are 100% going to want to see Puppy, I swear to you. Improving massively as a live band all yeah. the time. And just really different, really unique, yep. really um, something different in a world of stuff that kind of all was starting to sound a little bit similar. I think they're the embodiment of what we talk about, the sea change. Yeah. A band like Puppy arriving three years ago would have interested a handful of people, whereas now people actively going, we are bored of boring music, we want something challenging, we want something interesting, we want something exciting. There is not one single band that Puppy sound like. No. that You can go, oh, they sound like this band. Don't forget, we put out a special podcast including Jock from Puppy and Will from Creeper talking about why they are on the tour. Half the tickets are gone. All tickets are on sale now. Do not delay. Right, on with the show. But we do have something very, very special to start talking about. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is, but the That's Not Metal sessions are underway. We have shot the first two of them. You know who the first band is if you follow us on social media, and if you don't, this is why you should. Because like, well, things like last week, you had a whole listener's top 20, and you might not have been able to contribute to it. Make sure you're following us there. That's not Metal Sessions. The first one, as powered by Marshall, it's with Venom Prison. It's all shot at Marshall's HQ. If you wanted to know why we want things like a sponsor and why we want someone like Marshall who can understand what we do and what we put forward on this show and so we can do awesome things like this, there will be a trailer very soon online for you to see a little bit more of what it's like. But yeah, Venom Prison. First yeah. band on the last Not Mail Sessions. <laughs> Bold, again, a bold opening statement. Well, that's what we do. Yes. We, as I said on Twitter yeah, earlier, we are, we are a, we like to do bold and exciting things for bold and exciting bands. Yeah. So, I mean, that as a, as a, that is like 
if it was a football match, have you ever seen that Vinnie Jones tackle where he gets booked after four seconds? Where he no. literally, like, someone taps the ball to someone and he just goes two footed knee high. <laughs> and I think it's Graham Stewart. Amazing. The 90s. Amazing. I was like, that's what this is. Yeah, well, you know, we'll throw you in at the deep end because that's, mm. that's not metal weight. All right, I'll do a quick scan over the news before we bring in Andy Copping. Trent Reznor is still teasing new music from Nine Inch Nails this year. Fucking dirty slag Reznor. Yeah, Fucking stop teasing, teasing it. Get it out. Yeah. Get your, get your tunes out. Get your tunes out. That's weird. So, a Cirque du Soleil are involved in a production for the upcoming Avenged Sevenfold tour. That's really exciting, I think. That's, have you so, ever seen it? I've seen bits of, uh, of it, uh, like not live, but I've yeah. watched... Uh, one of my cousins got a, vid- uh, got a DVD of it for Christmas. When yeah. I didn't watch it, whatever. I know. Yeah, I know. Weird. Tis uh, the season to be stupid family. That's <laughs> 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 what I mean. So you got um, away from your family by watching Cirque du Soleil DVDs? Uh, no, no, it, it was on and uh, and he was watching it. And they're, they're, you know, it's very good. Like, what they do is very good. Yeah. It's exciting. I mean, I wouldn't sit there and watch it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and see Cirque du Soleil, but if but they were on stage with Avenged Sevenfold... And a band that have got a strong image and identity yeah. like Avenged, I think those two things... <laughs> Going to be yeah, pretty fucking good. good. Warp Tour have announced their dates if you're in the United States of America. There's new at the drive-in, but we'll talk about that on our 2017 preview that's coming up in a few weeks' time um, on multiple levels. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> um, uh, and Fieldy and Ray from Corn with a tribute band in Manchester. You seen that? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. If you haven't seen the footage, it's just wonderful. Go and check it out. Mm. Like... There was a corn tribute band playing Saturday night in Manchester. I know this because they were one of my, my one of my mates uh, from Oop North. They're his mates, so he texted me about it while it was happening. Wow! Uh, Fieldy and Fieldy and Ray from Corn going them for freak on a leash. The Jonathan is classic because he's <laughs> yeah. trying so hard to stay in character. But he's so stoked. You don't see Jonathan Davis smiling like that. No. Yeah, very special. Right, before we bring in Andy Coppin, because I went to see Biffy Clyro last week, yeah. you went to see Against Me and Milk Tea. I did, yeah. How were Milk Tea, first and foremost? Fucking awesome. Like, really good. And uh, I heard that they're opening their set, because they usually... Don't give a damn, but they're good. Yeah, like, so. they, they come on, and they did it at download. They came on and did, like, a minute of Welcome to Paradise. Um, and I heard that they were doing Bad Reputation, yeah. which is one of my all-time favourite songs. And it, it, it was really, yeah, it was really good. And uh, it, apparently, it was a year to the day, or I think Becky said it was a year since um, they played there with Refused, yeah. and Failure. Now, obviously, you're talking about two of my fucking bands that I absolutely worship, yeah. and I didn't know anything about Milk Teeth really at the time. Yeah. It was the first time I'd seen them, and I was like, that's they're fucking great, and they're great alongside a two really really big sort of mm. legendary bands to me and um but it was to just a few kind of you know in the no people yeah, yeah in the yeah. no people and a few kind of just newbies and it wasn't that packed but I, I was really impressed with them at the time and then going a, forward a year to see them now where you know they are just were greeted like like head, well, maybe not greeted like headlines but they were greeted like yes milk teeth oh, you know with That's anticipation so cool. and it was so great to That's be like so in a year they've gone from the same venue like to main support for just as legendary a band yeah. and, and not kind of like oh that band on first were good and then wow yeah. these refused it was like oh they milk teeth and against <sighs> me yes Sick. and it was fucking great and yeah they were great like always obviously and it was you know 
typical show of theirs really like just really really strong it's been a very good and year for that band yeah. live and we'll be talking about that on the award show next week against and, me and against me like I know he said the album went up to much yeah and um, <laughs> a few people I know loads of people who say that as well like, yeah. I know people who are like neither you nor I are lukewarm about against me we're both fucking super super yeah. like I like it was the, you said you were going to against me is the reason that I went to Biffy and Brand New so that we could talk to you about both on the show um, but I know people that are also massive on this band that don't dig it it feels like the Against Me record is a shared view yeah it doesn't feel like like um, with Deftones where we love it and everyone else is not so keen yeah, yeah. I mean I uh, a few people sort of bumped into me when I went I went for a piss when they first played one of the new songs yeah and so I was like, oh, there you are, that's a surprise, didn't you? <laughs> and I was like, well, you're in here as well. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, but I have to say, like, live, um, songs like Crash Landing and Rebecca, Rebecca sounded really, really good. They're the two standout songs on that record as yeah, well, so it's yeah, good yeah. that they've picked the right one. Yeah, so, and they sounded much better. I mean, I think we talked at the time. 666. It, it was about... Um, it was about the production is a lot of the problem mm. with it not necessarily uh, the, I mean I yeah know. I don't know I'm not ducking out of this one I love Against Me I love them dearly I think the last three records are all 10 out of 10 mm -hmm. but uh, I don't know. I'm not so sure it's the production on this one but the production was a problem yeah it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, the songs sound better good. those two songs sounded good some of the others maybe like you could have taken or leave still, but it did yeah. sound better live. And I think okay, like, cool. the production hasn't helped that record, but yeah, I'm not ducking out either. I'm oh, not making sure. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, but mate, I mean, fuck, when you've got like that many absolute worldies, yeah. it's so great. That's a band that can play two hours of classic material in their yeah. sleep. Yeah. So yeah, I'm hearing shit good. like you know, black me out, and you know, when they open with. Um, uh, transgender, dis what's uh, I thought it was parts of Guinness Keep Strong that they were opening with on the store. They didn't open with it in London. They oh, opened, really? They opened with the what's it called? What's the, what? Um, Talking Transgender Dysphoria Blues. Yeah, it's um, the one that goes. Oh, fucking hell, I can't remember. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it right. wasn't Pints of Guinness. Yeah, okay. it was one All of the right. ones from their, their album before. The One of the really big singles. Right, okay. What the fuck has happened to my brain? You ever think about that? <laughs> we are going to throw it over and Robin. chat to Andy Copping. Your questions, his answers. We do open with a bit of a 15 minute chat about what's going on this year and the headliners and how we come to pick them and all the controversies around them. But yeah, here he is The People versus Andy Copping 2016. Before we bring Andy in, just want to do a quick ad from Marshall. Marshall are selling desktop amps. They are ideal this Christmas. They mean that you can shred wherever you go. They are called the MS2 amps and they are available at shop.marshallamps.com. That's shop.marshallamps.com. I did do a whole big chat with Steve about this, but the audio swallowed it. And uh, I asked him if he had played guitar before and he mentioned that he was left-handed. Freak! Freak! Yeah, he mentioned that he was left-handed. And um, he played guitar, though. He didn't want to change the strings. So if you, wherever you are now, if you're in public, do it on the sly. If you're at home, go for it for your life. Try playing air guitar, strumming with your wrong hand, the hand you don't use. Yeah, that's how mental he looked. 
but you won't look that mental because you know what you're doing and you'll play your guitar the right way up and you'll play it playing through a micro amp. You can take it with you wherever you go. MS2 micro amp series available from Marshall in black, white, silver, jubilee edition and red. I have to say the red one looks pretty badass. Yeah, shops.marshallamps.com. All right, I'm going for a lie down at the end of this. Here's the People versus Andy Copping. Here for his annual grilling. We welcome Mr. Andy Copping ah. for the People versus Andy Copping. How are you doing, man? I'm very good, thank you. So you're jet setting all around the place it's, in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's been a bit mental, just visiting managers and agents and uh, record labels in the US, just, you know, does tidying never, a few does things it never up. Does stop? Yeah, I mean, it, I remember when we first started download, it was just a, a period of your year that you would spend working on it, I guess, four to five months. But now it is constant, it's relentless. It's not just for, you know, download. It's uh, it's the same for other uh, festival promoters, festival bookers, because bands now are booking so far ahead. Mm. And I'm already talking to bands for 2018. Oh, that thought we got questions on that. <laughs> <laughs> how did you? So it feels like forever ago, but it was only a couple of months ago. How do you view Download 2016 before we start talking about all things 2017? Very simple. Wet. Yeah, yeah it was, oh, wasn't, it? God, wasn't it? I, d I don't know. We, we've had some real, <laughs> real bad luck with yeah. the weather, and it seems I think 2009 was the year when it. So you broke a mirror in 2009. We've had seven so years of shit weather. It'll be fine next yeah, year. It's got to stop. It <laughs> I, literally got to stop. Because it is, it's, it's so, I mean, it's full on. I've got to say, uh, mid-afternoon on the Sunday, uh, it was during Disturbed Set, and it was absolutely silent down. And I thought to myself, it's actually defeated me. And I was really feeling it. And you're Mr. Down, mate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I've got a porter cabin and go in. It's got air conditioning. I've got everything that I need, and it defeated me. And then I'm just thinking of the fans out there yeah. that have been stood in it all weekend, and the issues with the, you know, the rain and the weather in the campsite and everything else. I mean, fucking brutal. It, it was. I've not seen weather like that. <laughs> no. It was like World War One in Avenged Sevenfold t-shirts. It was just like, yeah. was, it was like being in the trenches in the World Yeah, It was, yeah, it it was, was really it tough. I'll tell you, tw 2012, I think, was tougher weather-wise, maybe. Mm. 2012 and 2016 have been, have been yeah. the ones where it's been really, really full on. However, on the positive, as we've got to be yeah. as positive as we can, I think the lineup that we had for, for this year, 2016, was... I mean, just stellar, you know. Having uh, Ramstein, Maiden, mm. and uh, and Sabbath, I think was just uh, just killer. Um, obviously, you know, the attendance was amazing. Um, were you happy with the attendance of two thousand six? Yeah, I mean, listen, we're ha we're happy with the attendances every year. People are still coming, yeah. and um, you know, that's one of the things that I always cling on to when we're booking the festival. Mm. You've got to make sure that you're putting something on that's going to bring the people and we're lucky in one um one sense i've never lost sight of this that people there's an uh there's a 
an element of people that will come to download whoever I book. Yeah. That it's like it's a religion to them. They'll keep coming. They'll keep coming, and it's incredible that it's. I'm booking my ticket. I don't care because it will, will be a good bill regardless, and that's great. And there's always, I don't know, we've probably got twenty five, thirty, thirty five thousand people that will buy a ticket Here regardless. But I, I've still got to book a festival for them. I'm mm. not just going. Oh, okay, great. Take the money. Doesn't matter who we book. But then you've got to make sure that you've got a, a, a real um, like spread of bands and a depth of bands, which is mm. going to appeal right across, you know, all genres of, of, of rock music. And I can only book the, what's available, but you want to book the best of what's available. Mm. So, you know, that's how, how that works, really. So let's get 2017 underway then. Uh, Aerosmith. Yes. So um, I've got wind. The, um, Have you got wind? Yeah, no, no, saw that out. It's a hell of a start. We're in it? a small yeah. room. Right? <laughs> we, I got wind that it yeah. was that it was gonna be a, a last hurrah. Yeah. With it being Aerosmith only here a couple of years ago, was it literally like, look, they're Aerosmith. This is the last time I will be able to book them. Yeah. So that's why they're here, uh, as well as well as being Aerosmith. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, no question. I mean, obviously, um, you know, when we had them back in uh, twenty fourteen. Show was recorded for uh, DVD, great. I mean, put on a great show. Stephen Tyler never lets you down. Nope. Um, they are a great band. And when I'd got, um, you know, the, the note through that this was going to be the last tour um, and the last chance of seeing them in the UK, it was, it was a no-brainer. They I, they only wanted to play Donington. They wanted hmm. to play back at Download. So. Um, it was an absolute given that I was going to book them. Yeah, they played. Well, was it a concern? Um, repeats are always a concern um, because you you want to try and uh, mix things up a little bit. You don't want you know too many things that are, are similar. It's unavoidable in a lot of cases. Mostly, you've got three days to fill. I don't just refer to the headline as it's the rest of the bill. Mm. You've got. There's three days, hundred odd bands, hundred and twenty odd bands. You're always going to get repeats. You just don't. You don't want them to be too regular. Mm. Um, but with something like, if there's if there's a specific reason as to why you know a band is coming around, album tour, yeah, album like, yeah. tour, or suddenly they've they've really exploded, they've taken off. Mm. You think, well, no, no, I'm going to book them. Um, and then also in some respects you're kind of going well again there's only this amount of bands that are, are available to work in this period you've just got to take the best of what's there mm. um, but certainly on the Aerosmith front the fact that you know it's last time around I think what, what is it going to be it is literally the last UK show they'll ever do is that right or yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's it what, that's, that's, what what they that's what they, they tell told, you. Yeah, that's right. what I've been told. Yeah. And the other thing is, I mean, I know, you know, not all bands are going to do the Motley Crue thing mm -hmm. and sign a document. I mean, which shout out to them for doing so. Though. Yeah, it's no, fair, fair play. I mean, the weird thing Vince is, Vince must have really pissed them off. But we, yeah, but we think about that and we go, will they then go to court to get it overturned? You know, in five years' time, mm. well, you, you never know. Yeah. Um, I mean. Listen, it's been sold to me that it's the last time around. You've got to think the ages of these yeah. guys. You know, um, 
Stevens had his issues. Mm. Uh, Joe Perry's not been particularly well, and you're kind of going, well, you know, they've had a good innings. They've yeah. almost had three real good stabs at it. You know, they had their original career, yeah. then in the mid '80s where the Run DMC and obviously do Cut look like back, pump, pump, that was yeah, big. Yeah. And then obviously with uh, you yeah. know the 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 Armageddon soundtrack and that well, everything from there. in the nineties like they were when I was a kid they were the MTV band I'm still in love with Alicia Silverstone because of Aerosmith yes. in the nineties and that's the thing it's like they had three bites of the cherry so they've had a very very long checkered career and um, I guess they're probably thinking you know what now's the time let's just do a solo stuff obviously Perry's got his Hollywood Vampires and Tyler's getting country, doing yeah. his country thing. I saw something on the web this week with him playing with Brad Paisley, which was unbelievable. It's a one-off, man. It's like you look back, if you had said 10 years ago, oh, Stephen Tyler's going to be performing with Taylor Swift or yeah. uh, playing with somebody like uh, uh, Brad Paisley, you just wouldn't have thought, no thought of that. Well, uh, Taylor Swift 10 years ago would have probably been about eight. <laughs> fair, fair point, well made. <laughs> So, um, System of Down as well. Um, the question that I wanted to ask you about System of Down is, did you know a record was coming when you booked it? Because our reaction on this show was, I'm only really interested if there's a new record. A band reaches a stage, like Rage Against the Machine reached that stage. Uh, we'll talk about Profits of Rage in a bit. Um, and Faith No More reached that stage, and so they made an album to give it another jolt, and the record yeah. was great and everything. So when System of Down, when you were talking to System of Down, I know Wembley Arena sold out like that. Yes. So, but did they let on to you that there was a new album coming? They would. There was talk that there possibly would be. Hmm. I have they to, confirmed it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the, the I've got to be honest. The thing that really convinced me was. Firstly, the performance that they did at Reading Leeds when they actually played Penultimate. Yeah. I thought that performance... <laughs> I rave about it all the time. time. I told you. It actually superseded when the band came back and when they, uh, when they headlined um, Download the last time. Because mm. um, I, was, I was a bit disappointed with that yeah. performance. Serge lost yeah. his dog. Did yeah. you know this? Huh? You don't know this I story? I know that. You will love this. So I had Serge tanking on the lowdown. And um, I was like, so that um, the download show was um, was very bizarre. I expected I'd seen footage of it, and you were much more energetic. So his dog, I'm sure, I'm not shitting you here. Serge's dog went missing that afternoon, right? No, he didn't have a dog with him. I mean, back home. Yeah. So they hadn't found his dog by the time that he was on stage. So while Serge was on stage, he was trying to take the show in, but all he could think about was his poor dog. They found it the same day after the show, but during the set, there you go, I can't believe I've managed to wow. tell you something about Download, well, amazing. make sure that the dog's okay yeah. this time. I don't <laughs> want so, that someone locked that, oh, locked my, that kennel. my life. But you know, <laughs> having seen them as well when they did the, the Armenian um, thing at Wembley, was for me one of the best shows that I've ever seen by any band. They were the so on year, it. And um, I mean, we've all been to shows and we've seen guitar players change the guitars six or seven times throughout a set. And Darren didn't change the guitar once. It's like, this is us on stage giving you the absolute best that we can give you. Two and they weren't, they weren't ramming down, you know, the, I mean, listen, it was, 
you know, their uh, recognition of uh, 100 years of the um, Ar Armenian um, genocide. But they wasn't ramming that down people's throats because it could have been some big political mm. gig. And it was, subtle. yes, this is what it's all, it was very subtle. Mm. And, but their delivery of the show was just mind-blowing. Mm. And I, I, I was thinking, I think what happened let alone the dog situation <laughs> yeah. when they first got back together mm. uh, uh, as a band was they hadn't really started to gel it hadn't really gained momentum because I think Download was the first show on that first or second show mm. on that tour and as it gained momentum the Reading Leeds thing and then obviously it, it kept going that they had really started to operate as a unit properly mm. and um, I just thought you know when they're available we were half talking about them for 2016 and then it was like no, no they're going to push it to 17 i think this is a, around the idea of the album mm. and everything so um, it's good to know that they were conscious enough to yeah. know come on there's got to be a reason yeah. Yeah, yeah no no for sure and i think that um you know having them back again i'm i'm open that and i'm pretty sure if they if they, they deliver half of what they delivered at wembley yeah. half of what they delivered at reading leeds it will be like, um, incredible. And a new record incredible. as well. Yeah. Steve, yes. did you see, because obviously I'm going to come to you in a second because you won't see it as that controversial because you booked it. Biffy Clyro, did you understand the level of uproar online at Biffy Clyro being booked? No, not in uh, at all. And why, a, for, why for because you? Because for me, I, I mean, I actually said to someone, if they said, if you could book one band for download, one headline, who would it be? And I said, Biffy, this is before it got mm. announced, and I said Biffy Clyro, because to me, um, you need to have new bands. I wanted a new headliner, was like a priority for me. Yeah. I wanted a band who sounded contemporary, so a new headliner of a band like, for example, I don't know, Blackstone Cherry, although I like them as a band, I would like to see a band who are taking more contemporary sounds in music and, um, and, and sounding different and, and giving you the opportunity to open up to um, not even different types of music because it's not like download you know last year we could pick Milk Teeth and you know Creeper have played there before and the sort of bands that mm. we talk about on this show a lot have played download before so it's not like you know Neck Deep like these bands have played there before but for them to get a really big slot like like Muse did before I think mm. Muse we said it as well Muse mm. were Muse like to exist a little bit more towards the enemy. Yeah, uh, no, a little of course. Bit, whereas, yeah, of course. You know, like, and they've got no history with the place. Yeah. Uh, whereas Biffy whereas, have. And Biffy yeah. have played there before. Loads Biffy are a great band with who can step, you know pack arenas. Mm. Uh, They're got, literally one of the biggest British bands. Yeah, yeah. Headline Sonosphere. They've headlined Reading. They're yeah. a rock band and they care about rock music. Like I said to you, they. I want to see Curb Dog. Um, from the 90s and uh, someone told me a few days before the the drummer from Biffy got up on stage and played drums for Curb Dog in a little club in so they're still in, like, in Scotland you don't do that yeah. unless you give a shit yeah, about and you feel like, it. rock music yeah. so no, sure. Biffy were the number one band that I would have picked mm. as a headliner so I so, don't understand it personally so were you ready for that? Cause to me, I was ready yeah. to a degree okay. I didn't realise just how much um, you know, negativity it was go it was going to bring, uh, and it and it drives me insane. And for all the reasons that you know, Steve's just talked about there, is you know this actually they've headlined Reading and Leeds twice. Yeah. They headlined Sonny Sphere. They headlined Isla White. They mm. headlined Tea in the Park twice, I believe. 
um, they've played penultimate at download. They sub Metallica. Yeah, it's uh, like what uh, what more does this band need to do? They think this they're on their third or fourth arena tour. Yeah, and and it is there's a there's a real dividing line of people that are going. You keep booking the same headliners. We need fresh ones. You book fresh ones, and people are going, "Oh, it's not Metallica, it's not Maiden, it's yeah. not Sabbath," and it's like, "Please wake up." Three headliners, so you know, if one of them is a band that has been brought through, like I did back in the day with Avenged Sevenfold, Slipknot, I did back yeah. in the day with Slipknot, um, and obviously we've done that um, this year with with Biffy Clyro, and I would hope that there are other bands uh, out there that are gonna make that jump, whether it's Blackstone Cherry, whether it's Alter Bridge, whether it's Bring Me The Horizon, whoever. Yeah. You know, time will tell whether we're gonna see those. And I wanna do that as a festival promoter and as the face of download, I want to be in a position where I can put bands in that spot over a weekend where there's three headliners where you would hope there is uh, you know a, a classic more recognised download headliner mm. you've got to give these bands a chance and as an industry and I know we've talked about this before and I've talked about it many times as an industry it's everything it's the media it's the record labels it's the agents the managers the promoters but more to the point the punters have got to help bring these bands through. If you don't like them, I get it, but understand why they're there. Mm. And thankfully at Download, we give you, for the most part, an alternative. You don't have to watch And that alternative is Slayer, right? It's uh, Rob Zombie. Oh, Rob Zombie. See, Rob they, Zombie. there you go. Like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a viable, if you like older stuff, like yeah. Rob Zombie, I love him. I thought this year was the best set that I'd great seen, album. as I said on the show. Oh, the forum. The al- yeah, it was oh, great. Oh my God, he was... Incredible. The album was good, so there is an actual viable option. To me, yeah. I mean, I went to see the Biffy show. I know you were travelling ar- yeah. around the world like you do. Uh, so I, I caught Biffy last week, and um, in terms of scale, in terms of production, in terms of memorable songs, that they're a band like the Foo Fighters in that if you went to see the Foo Fighters at the O2, mm. you would see more Mr. and Mrs. Ford Mondeos than you would see at Download. Yeah. But that's because they're so massive. Mm that they have all of those people in our world and those on top of it. Like, by all means, be sceptical, but what I'd say is go and watch a bit of it and then see if you're sceptical afterwards. Because yeah, the yeah. thing that I heard most in the guest area after Muse were booked were people were astounded at how good Muse were. So give it a bash and let's know what you think. Oh, like, I wanted to voice um, one concern that I had over download in, in recent years. And that was, so last year... I was watching, uh, me and the missus were waiting for Adele to come on BBC, don't judge me, uh, at Glastonbury. And there was a um, there was a, a package on Glastonbury, on grime at Glastonbury. And it was young and vibrant and exciting. And it had the, exactly the same flavour of what you'd have said about punk in 77. Mm. Um, and at the same time, the download highlights were showing on Sky Atlantic. Not did at Sky Atlantic, but all they do a good job of mm. covering the festival. Um, but I watched half hour of the download highlights afterwards and it was elder band after elder band after elder band on the main two stages because that's what they shoot on be that an older band in terms of their age 
or an older band, as you were saying, like a Rival Sons or a Blackstone Cherry or someone mm. like that. What do younger bands have to do to get on one of those two main stages? Um, it's an interesting point, actually. But, you know, when I look at... I mean, when you say a younger band, I suppose when, you know, like... Less than 10 years as a band. Okay, so would you say AFI? No, AFI did about old. 20 you'd, plus okay. years, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, in terms of popularity. Um, no, I, I would say... So it's still over 10 years. So yeah, I, like, I, mean, I, I mean, I was... Nah, AFI 2000 was the Art of Drowning. Yeah, I mean, like... That was when yeah. they were just about to blow a, up. A younger... So. A, like, a younger band. A band that's on their first or second record. I'll tell you what, what inspires me to say this is because we were doing... Recently, we were doing a special on new Metal and we spoke about the 96 Monsters of Rock when it was Kiss... And Ozzy Osbourne co-headlining, yeah. but the story of the day, from the media perspective, from the punters' perspective, was corn blowing up. Yeah. But you needed that band and that movement to have that moment in front of everyone. Yeah. And I think it's cool the way that the third and fourth stage are working. But as someone who is me, and you know, you know <laughs> the, the, the drill. Like I like progress. I like things to improve and get better and those sorts of things. To me, at least a little bit, it feels like the younger bands are a little bit being shifted out onto I those. I don't think tanks. that's a deliberate thing no, no, no. on our point. And that's why I think it's a good it's That's why I'm that asking, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, I suppose if you look at something like Pierce the Veil that are on the main stage this year. Um, of Mice and Men too. And, and of Mice and Men. And we have had, you know, architects on there, Bring Me the Horizon mm-hmm. have been on there. In the past, we've had Bullet, we've had Trivium. It was, so, I think it was specifically 2016 when we did the preview. So what we do on our preview show the week before download is we go through every band that's on the main two stages yeah. and then we pick our bands from the third and fourth. And it was literally only doing that that we were like, Christ, there's a lot of those planet rock bands. Mm. Like, again, not, not there, there's the, place for everything well, yeah. at download. And as well, being on that main stage over the weekend, like... It was so, like as an example of a band, Beartooth were a band. Yeah. They were on their debut album. Yeah. And Beartooth on that main stage were, it felt so great and it mm. felt so exciting. And when Cancer Bats did it a few years before, yeah. it's we not without like, precedent. Like. Fucking Cancer Bats on the main stage. Like, and that's, that stuff always feels like way more exciting mm. than, you know, um, I, I'm loath to even pick one out really because I don't want to kind of deliberately slag off someone. But I will do Rival Sons. Rival like, Sons, or, or even like you know, you know, Six AM. Yeah. Were sort of you know, it's Nikki Six's band and they've got to be on the main stage. But mm. after Beartooth, they looked a bit long in the tooth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, I get it. I get <laughs> it. Actually, it's a, it's a fair comment. I think um, it's not something that's done deliberately. Yeah. I think okay, 2016. You're now making me reflect on it and think yeah, it was. Probably more down that route. Um, it's certainly not stopping us looking at who we're going to put on, um, you know, in future years. As I say, like Pierce the Veil, Mice and Men this year. There are a couple of things that we're already talking about, actually, which, again, which we perceive as newer, younger acts that will be either opening or second on on, mm. the, on the main stage. But, uh, again, a lot of it is down to who's available. Some of them don't want to do it. Mm. It's like we're you know, worried about the big yeah, stage yeah, swallowing. Like, actually, them. I'm not sure whether we're ready for that yet. We want to work away okay. up to it. So th- that's an inter- it's that's not, interesting. It's not all yeah. bands, but there are some yeah. where I've gone. Well, hey, how about you know you have a, a, a stab at the main stage? It's like, no, 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 don't don't feel we're ready. And I respect that, by mm. the way. Um, and 
and if we go back to Trivium in 2005, who were actually midway, they were booked midway on the third, the third stage, yeah. and it was just a chance conversation that I had with the agent when he said that they wanted to just separate themselves away from that um, yeah. Roadrunner uh, package, the Road Rage bill. Yeah. And I said, well, look, I've got a slot opening on the main stage on the Saturday. I said, what about that? Totally expecting him to say, there's nowhere to go for it. He said, well, I'll ask him. He was a bit reticent, but I'll ask him. He came back, yeah, we'll do it. And it was one of those monumental moments, as, you know, as you were saying about Beartooth and all these, and, and bands have stepped up and really, really gone for it. In your defence, I think in the last sort of five, six years, I think a lot of the bands that have proven to be popular in rock music have been those kind of top shot bands. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily right for download. I mean, like, best of respects to them, again, like, Yumi and Six, when they played at the same time as Metallica, drew about 11 people. Mm. Like, and that's what the popular thing was. But I think... But, you know, I, actually, I want to interject there. Yeah. I, I actually said to them that they shouldn't have played in that slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really surprised that they took it because there was an alternative. Yeah. And they, they were actually quite insistent. I think they yeah. felt, well, there'll be... It's a different you know, there's crowd, a crowd watching Metallica, so we'll have our own crowd. But mm. I think what the, the misjudgment was, actually, a lot of people wanted to watch Metallica. <laughs> yeah, Metallica. They're in the Black Album as well. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that, I mean, I think that was, you know, an error on their part. Mm. Um, but, I mean, great band uh, that they are. And you are going to suffer... Sometimes you think you can make in the right judgment, whether it's me, whether it's the agent, whether it's the management. Sometimes a label are pushing the band. Yeah. This is where you should play. I mean, we, we each individual band at Down, we talk a lot about where are you playing, who are you playing against, mm. what time of day is it, um, which stage. I mean, it, it drives me fucking crazy. I can well imagine. Because you kind of, oh my God, are we ever going to get this confirmed? Mm. When you analyse it, you understand that because you know a band can stand or fall by you know what, what position yeah. they're on. And that. I mean, I remember classic was Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy were so nervous about playing Download. I mean, super nervous, and they absolutely smashed it that year. And when they came off. Uh, I remember going up to him and I said, Look, I just want to say thank you. That was the best show we've ever done. Mm. And a, a lot of it was the nerves yeah. of thinking, these guys have been you know, selling out arenas, the big here, the big, uh, yeah. arena, big everywhere. But Doddington. Yeah, it was a massive yeah. deal for them. But they stepped up. And at the time when it was booked, I remember t uh, talking with uh, Mark, the agent, it was, you know, this is the slot that they're going to take you know, how do you feel about it? And he said, no, no, they're, they're, they're up for it, they're nervous, but they're up for it. And thankfully, they delivered. Mm. I mean, it could it have gone the other way. It was a biggest selling day that year as well, it wasn't it? Biggest it was selling all day. the young bands. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it was, because obviously it was uh, Linkin Park doing, uh, doing Hybrid, Hybrid Theory. Theory. And then, and then, bring me. Like, was it Kill Switch Engage? Yeah, and, mental. Uh, While she sleeps and buried tomorrow. We'll yeah, kind of back to back. I was too busy interviewing bands, mate. I saw that. Yeah. So. Let's do this. 
It is the people versus Andy Coppin, and we haven't got to the this people the bit yet. This is so, the moment. Okay, the so moment. Here's, here's the main question that I think we got the most amount of questions about, and it won't surprise you at all, I don't think. Paul Ward is the guy that we've gone with. Says, is the reason Guns N' Roses didn't get booked for download purely because of the extortionate prices that they could charge at their own shows? It's a shame that in this world of touts trying to fleece fans at every opportunity that the bands would do it themselves. I think that's a bit it's strong wording, yeah. but Guns N' Roses... Um, obviously it goes without saying Guns N' Roses is a band that you'd have looked at duh like yeah, yeah, what, what's the deal with GNR and festivals because the only one they're doing is Sweden Rocks I think that I've seen yeah I th- well I, it's very very simple I mean you know uh, if you go back to my old stories with Guns N' Roses is maybe Axel <laughs> wanted to make sure he got plenty of lamb shank on the menu and, <laughs> we uh, did have comments about that I know yeah, yeah. Um, We've been talking to Guns N' Roses when that when it was first uh, being muted that they were getting back together and okay for the purists out there when Duff and Slash and Axel were talking about getting uh, back together yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and playing um, and playing as Guns N' Roses that what are we going to do? Um, they did Coachella, mm-hmm. uh, which was the first which was the first thing that they did, and then. Um, we talked about download um, and I've got to be honest and this is going to surprise a lot of people but it wasn't about the money they to them it was about we want to go out and do our own shows and you've got to remember the history of Guns N' Roses mm. in the UK in particular that, oh Christ yeah like that on the cycle in that early 90s on one touring cycle they came back to the UK three times and played at Wembley. And I think... Stadium, that is. This Wembley right Stadium. And I, I think, and it's obviously, I'm, I'm not sure I've got all the facts right. I think on two of the occasions they came back, they played Wembley twice. So it was Wembley twice, Wembley twice, and then and yeah, probably Wembley, started yeah. with a single Wembley. That is huge. It was a big deal to them. And... Uh, they wanted to play Wembley. We couldn't get Wembley. And right. I actually, the, we, we, the, uh, Wembley was booked. And um, so I said, well, you should look at doing the Olympic Park. They were all there, wouldn't they, at the Axel Dacey well, show? Well, that's, I mean, that's a great story in itself yeah. anyway, because uh, Slash and Duff came to yeah. that show. Axel didn't even know they were coming. They oh, really? deliberately right. had flown the night before to come over and to surprise him to offer him support because of all the grief that he'd got and obviously ACDC had got with Axel taking over from Brian Johnson. He shut us up though, to be fair. And uh, he properly shut everybody up. And by the way... <laughs> I was sceptical as fuck. Of course, I think everyone was sceptical. Firstly, they're kind of going, well, he's got no respect because he turns up late and it's like it's it's outrageous that he feels he could fill it was the Brian working, Johnson's yeah, boots yeah the working man's band ACDC yeah. and Axl Rose felt like an incongruous fit yeah, to me totally but it was fucking but outrageous he absolutely stepped up and yeah. and I the, the thing that um, that again s- uh, swung it for Guns N' Roses playing at the Olympic Stadium was the fact that that ACDC show was so great for the audience yeah and, and the other thing to um, a lot of people don't realise that there's actually you can get forty five thousand people on the pitch at the Olympic Stadium. Right. At Wembley, I'm not sure the number, but it's 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 about twenty five. Right. So 
it was a big deal that you're going to have a big standing audience and they they just wanted to go for it they wanted they felt for them it was a bigger statement than coming back for the first time as that band Mm. to do the olympic stadium it was nothing to do with money and you know what you want to know why because i know what they got offered for download because right. i offered them it <laughs> and i know what they're getting paid for the olympic stadium because i'm paying it right okay so fair enough, fair enough. it wasn't a, actually everything is about money mm-hmm. but it wasn't about well actually we're not going to do download because we're not getting enough it was more about making the statement I and mean, i think the statement is that they did 100 and what did we do over the week i think it was just about 130, no, well, over Europe, Europe yeah, yeah. but yeah. in the UK was 135,000 tickets over Fuck a weekend. Me. Insane. Mental. Insane. A mind's a pint. Ah. Um, That's a lot, isn't it? So, uh, possible for the future, though, surely? I would hope so. Only Depending on how long it goes. And yeah, I mean, they're all getting on. And I, I had, uh, <laughs> I was lucky enough, I'd, uh, I'd sat with, with uh, Duff the night before the ACDC show right? and I asked him loads of questions as a fan yeah. like how did you all get it together um, you know why is Izzy not in the band uh, how's That's Axel been yeah. you know the uh, how have the rehearsals been yeah. how have you dealt with uh, the fact Awkward. that yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, the, the situation yeah. where you know Axel's got a history of going on late all of that stuff and um just hearing him talk as a band member and obviously as a huge music fan yeah, and, he loves it. and uh, he's a, obviously a huge fan of the legacy of Guns N' Roses it was just we're all getting on he just said we're all getting on it's with you know they're they're just getting on they're pals again which yeah. is great so have you bumped into Axel yet you I bumped into him right after, well he came I didn't get to speak to him, but uh, <laughs> at the ACDC show, um, he, he he was walking down the corridor uh, with his manager and stuff, like literally to go into his dressing room. Still didn't know that Slash and Duff were in a in a room at the side waiting for him. And um, I mean, he was he only just got out of the uh, performing out of the yeah. chair, but he was walking with a walking stick. Right. And I have to say, I, I was a bit taken aback because. He damaged his 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 mm. foot really badly. Yeah. But when you see somebody like Axel Rose, who your memory is running around like forever yeah, at, at gigs, and then he he's literally walking with a walking stick, uh, and and then seeing him perform on stage with ACDs, who was amazing. But uh, yeah, I saw him, but I didn't get to speak to him. No. All right, right. Next question. Kevin Button asks Andy, describe your headliner <laughs> process. Do you look into all headliner options for the year? For instance, if that were true, you you must have looked at Avenged Sevenfold, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, ACDC, Foo Fighters, Blink-182, Green Day, Def Leppard, etc. On top of those that you have booked. What does the, pro- the asking process look like? Um, you... Which bands are actually available? Mm-hmm. Um, which bands have a desire to play the festival? Are we directly within their touring cycle and you could be a week out like some bands will go we are we are touring till the 5th of june and that's it mm. could i not persuade you just stand for all no that's it um, bands of that caliber and yeah. that size are the ones that can yeah, yeah. They, they 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 do that so you 
you you see who's available and you try and pick or you pick the best of what is available mm. to you. Um, and some bands are going well. They want to do their own thing. Guns and Roses is one. Green Day is, was another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's literally how it works. Um, sometimes, if I go back to 2016, that there this year just gone, where I was, I was done. All my headliners were done. No, but just about to announce, and then one of them pulls out, and I'm like. Shit, mm. I'm announcing in two weeks. Yeah, and honestly, within 48 hours, I got a phone call, totally out of the blue, unsolicited, unsolicited, and it was Ramstein's agent. They decided they want to tour next year. Do you want them for download? Popular he didn't even that know that I'd just lost a right. headliner, um, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, that's worked to treat for us. Did you have any of, situations like that in 20 uh, for 2017? No. No, just no. straight away. That's who no. I want, and that's no. who I got. Were well, the band who pulled out in 2016 worse than Ramstein? Were you, you were a bit like, yes, what a touch? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's put it this way: I would have been. I know I would have been. I would have been happy if, if the band that had pulled out had done it. Um, but the but the beauty of it is, is at least a very reputable and capable headliner came along. Mm. Uh, yeah, because I. I didn't know what I was going to do in that short period of time yeah. to fill it. Because what I've tried to do over the last, gosh, six or seven years is make sure we go up with all our headliners at roughly the same time. Yeah. If it's all at once or three it's days, a, three, yeah, yeah. three days at a, at a time, you're going to get it in a three-day period because that's what sets the tone of the festival. Mm. And ultimately, I want to kind of go up if I can with six or nine big bands Shop if I if I can yeah. go if I can go with if I can go with the three main bands on each day mm. on the main stage and the the headliners of the uh, second stage amazing mm. it doesn't always work that way but I definitely feel it got to be up with your headliners and and don't let it drag out um, and the the reason behind that is is the expectation on you yeah of Who's the third headliner? Yeah, oh, Led Zeppelin are getting back together. Yeah. Oh, it must yeah. be ACDs, it must be this. And you're yeah. thinking, it isn't them. Yeah, you can't manage too much manage pressure on the band yeah. that you are going to announce. And, and I, it's a good I, have to, I, have to, I have to say that the band that suffered um, with that was uh, Def Leppard in 2011. Mm-hmm. The expectation level, because I couldn't announce them when I announced the other two headliners, was going through the roof. And I'm, I'm thinking, Nobody is saying Def Leppard. Yeah. They're just not saying yeah. it. And they are my headliner. And they were going, it's got to be Metallica. It's got to be this. And I'm yeah. thinking, it's just, it's going to end up disappointing people. Um, and it's just the expectation. Nothing wrong with Def Leppard at all. But it was well, just that. Did you feel? Expect- <laughs> oh, back it in you. There's two of us this time on one instead of one on one. Uh, do you feel that the Guns N' Roses situation affected that this year? Like people were waiting for Guns N' Roses. Oh, they definitely it felt, were. It felt, it felt like, I thought yeah. a lot of people were like, oh, I'd heard that it was going to be Guns N' Roses and Metallica and it's not, and what's happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit like, well, where do people get? I you've made, yeah, like, yeah. you can't have a go at me because you've made that up. Yeah. Like, uh, no, they, they, again, it gets back to that whole expectation level, and uh, there's nothing I can do about that. The one thing I can do is go, how can I strategically 
make the most out of this. People are are getting the feeling that Guns N' Roses are coming. They're gonna feel that they're playing at download. I know that Guns N' Roses is gonna be announced mm. for the Olympic Park. We're gonna get download up first and go, this is what download is. Yeah. So then the, okay, those people that wanted Guns N' Roses or were expecting uh, Guns N' Roses, let's get the disappointment out of the way. That's done. They're not doing download. Yeah. This is who's playing download and boom, 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 off yeah. we go. Um, and then of course we announced uh, Guns N' Roses. I mean, if we'd have announced Guns N' Roses uh, even before download, mm. people would have still gone, oh yeah, they're doing the London shows, but they'll probably be playing download. Stream. So, uh, so I get from a, and I'm, this is me, the businessman, I'm going, how do I do this strategically where I'm getting the right message across, this is the festival, and then when we announce Guns N' Roses, Guns N' Roses is being announced in isolation. There's their two, mm, their yeah. two shows. We call our audience the smartest audience in rock with good reason. Trish Legat asks, how badly has the Brexit vote and subsequent great, uh, the pound value plummet hit the booking process this year? Have you had to be more creative to get value for money? Uh, as it has a negative effect on the booking process and will we see a reduction in either the name, number of bands playing or seeing more UK based bands so like obviously we're not a politics podcast we're not getting into that yeah, yeah, but no, just specifically how has yeah. Brexit well, hit you as listen, a festival booker everybody knows that the, the minute that Brexit hit um, I mean literally at 10 o'clock, the 10 o'clock at night when the vote was going in, mm. uh, for one pound you would get a dollar fifty. It actually had gone up to a dollar fifty, mm-hmm. and then the next morning it had gone down to one thirty-four, which is overnight uh, is horrendous. Yeah. And then we just watched it fall. Now there was it throughout the music industry, not just festivals, throughout the music industry it sent a huge shockwave. The bulk of bands that are, are bought for touring, for festivals from America, get paid in dollars. So suddenly, what I would be paying a band prior Brexit I would end up costing me this much when I make the conversion back to sterling. Mm. After Brexit, it's costing me a hell of a lot more for the same act. So there was a this mad panic on what we're going to do bearing in mind we'd also got offers out for acts in dollars waiting for them to confirm and all they got to do is sign the yeah, dotted line and so, then that's it and I'm like, gone. if you'd signed before brexit it would have cost this which was in our budget you signing after brexit has just cost me x yeah and and we ain't talking pocket change no nah, it's serious yeah. serious money so um what we done as as a festival booker uh, as an industry as a concert promoter is we've gone to American bands and we've gone our offers have to be in sterling the dollar rate is is too fragile at the moment that I can't risk making you a dollar offer and then watch the dollar trundle down Mm. even more there's the sterling offer let's deal with it that way Um, Strange enough, as time has gone on, and I had all the fears 
of American bands going, well, we're not coming because I'm being made this offer in sterling. It's only worth this. Like, well, you know, we're worth more money than that. If the dollar rate was better for us, then of course it would be it would be better money. So it has actually hit you then, definitely. Uh, no, we thought it was going right, to hit okay. us, but what we've done, uh, bands want to tour. And I think that there's been this realism of, okay, we're touring and this is what we've got to do. If we want to go over to uh, the UK and Europe, and this is a period we want to go, that's the money that's on the table. One thing that we've done, and I've tried to do this every year, is not up our prices. Because I understand it's, it's hard for people to put all that money together for a weekend. It's not just the ticket. The booking fee, it's the camping, it's the parking, it's the t-shirt, it's the booze, Drinks, it's the hot dogs, it's everything, it's all of that, it's the expense, it's, it's very expensive and we can't just go, okay, let's put another 10 on a ticket, let's put another 20 quid on a ticket, can't do it, no festival can do that mm. and um, so I we have so, to I wish stomach. someone would tell football clubs about that, but yes, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you've got to say to yourself, well okay, our margin is being squeezed, so we've we've got to take as much of it on the chin without pushing it back onto uh onto the ticket buyer but it was it was hard and um at, when it happened the whole brexit thing but as time's gone it seems to have kind of leveled out and the it's that old thing of oh my god there's going to be a bread shortage and you see somebody in the supermarket with a trolley all yeah, stacked yeah, yeah. up with bread we're going to stop the freezer and all gotcha um so everybody has that that panic but actually when it all settles, it, it, it's, it, it's okay in the end. And everybody has been sensible. The bands have been sensible, the, the, the managers, the agents, and obviously ourselves on how do we make this work. Mm. So you weren't worried that you're going to run out of money and that guy would get his wish and dying fetus would be all you could afford? <laughs> <laughs> a Jack Imagine, headlining <laughs> each night. Jack Bates follows up with another smart question. Digestives or bourbons? Oh, now it depends what mood I'm in. It's a mood As thing. it stands today, <laughs> bourbon. Right. Today, yeah. but tomorrow could be digestive. Steve? Oh, bourbon all day. I mean, this, what's I'm a digestive I, man on this one. What, just plain digestive? Just plain digestive, no it's fine. It. Nails, mate. Like you see, sawdust. you're selling that to me. I could be bourbon tomorrow too. <laughs> just on the strength oh, of that, I you mean, sold I, me. I like, I like digestives. I, I prefer them without chocolate as well. Yeah, this is what you've turned in for, isn't it? Well, right. <laughs> Mental. Uh, anyway, uh, so, uh, Andy Miles says, unlimited budget, every band in the world available, ready and waiting, who would be the very first bands, plural, that you would call up? Ooh. Fill your headliners. We'll give you three. What, yeah. even, bands, even bands that aren't bands? As long as they're well, alive. Yeah. As long as they're sorry, alive. You okay. Can, yeah, you can reform if they're all alive, alive you can't people. bring Hendrix back, but as long as they're alive, yeah. you can do it. Okay. Led Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. Goes Number one, draw, yeah. draft pick. Um, <laughs> ACDC and Metallica. And Hello. I would probably, if if I've got to put Guns N' Roses in there too. Mm. Just because. So I, just a, it's like I would pick three out of that four. Do you have Not, um, Axel DC and ACDC? So do Axel doing what Ozzy used to do on the Ozzy? Yeah, do, do, the yeah do both. Set. I mean, it's a good evening. Do you know in a in a perfect world, in a perfect world, Bon Scott ACDC. Oh mate, yes, uh, that would now be amazing. We we can't do that. We know, but um, 
I think it would be great to see Brian Johnson, ACDC, yeah. and obviously Guns N' Roses. Yeah. But having been at that show at the Olympic Stadium, where I was totally blown away and seeing ACDC, I can't even believe I'm saying a rejuvenated ACDC mm. because I saw them at Wembley the year yeah. before yeah. and they were fucking amazing with yeah, Brian. Yeah. yeah. So, but then seeing them again a year on with Axel and it was a rejuvenated it band. Was. It, it was. Really it was incredible. So yeah. I'd have to say I would pick three out of that four. All right. Stay. Next one. Um, Christopher Keane says, now uh, now we're beyond the event, can you go into any depth about the no clashes with Iron Maiden and the rumours of the same situation with Aerosmith this year? Uh, both bands have previously clashed. Um, also related to this, the shorter nature of headline sets on the stages to reduce clashes with the headliners. Shouldn't second and third stage headliners still get 90 minutes to two hours to perform? Um, I don't think there's been any band on the second stage that's played 90 minutes, definitely mm -hmm. not done two hours. Yeah. No. It's normally about 75 minutes, mm -hmm. maybe 80. Mm -hmm. uh, I, yeah, I don't think any band's done 90 minutes okay. on there. Yeah. But it, in answer to the question, uh, Iron Maiden had specifically asked that they uh, didn't have anybody clashing with them. Do you I, think if, they, if you'd have gone no, they would have gone fuck your festival then? Um, they wouldn't have done they're that. Iron Maiden they do what they want mate but there is a, there yeah. is an they element really of, I mean they really would have done that I, well, every chance you see that really? I, yeah it is no it's back. a good point but it's a you know the prerequisite is we don't want anybody playing on uh, you know on the second stage I mean there were bands playing on the third and the fourth I believe mm. um, but they didn't want anybody on the second stage Um this time around, it was actually Slayer. Slayer didn't want to be up against um, Aerosmith. Mm. They just wanted it clean. So I'm respecting Slayer. And and it, you see, we fall into this trap every single year. It's like, why do our bands clash in? We would prefer it if you didn't. And mm. then when you haven't got bands clashing, they go, I want an alternative. So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And I think it's been well documented before. I try and make the clashes different, you know, Biffy Clyro, Rob, Rob Zombie. Zombie. But already, you know, people are going, well, I want to see Rob Zombie and I want to see Biffy Clyro. So I try and yeah, do yeah. it so it's not a complete clash. But that's an exception. So you can rule see, rule, yeah. yeah, you can see. Uh, all of Rob Zombie, but you'll still see a chunk of Biffy Clyro. Okay. Um, so you get a chance to see um, a bit of both. It's very you can't do right by oh, everybody, course. and um, it, it, it's tough. But I it try and work with the acts. What would you like? You try and uh, offer alternative, even if it's not on the second stage. Well, hopefully there's something on the third or the fourth stage that that uh, you can watch, or at the very least, okay. You can only watch Iron Maiden. Well, go and watch them. But if mm. if you don't like them, then you have an early night. Mm. It's tough. I mean, there's no right answer for it, unfortunately. Gotcha. But the, I mean, the, but it definitely doesn't affect bands' set times. No, not 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 one jot. And if you look back, some bands have done two hours. <laughs> this is in the main on the main stage. Some bands have done two hours. 
some have done an hour 20 minutes so it all varies and I have to play that game too mm. well how long are you playing for oh we're playing for 90 minutes okay great so what do I put on the second stage gotcha. and then sometimes we'll go actually we're going to do 75 we're not doing 90 fuck so there's a 15 minute window overlap space whatever that mm. I've got to uh, gotcha. deal with on the other stage so alright Thomas Knowles asks how did the decision change from never booking Baby Metal, which you said on this show, actually, um, yes, to eventually did. having them on the main stage come about? I'm going to throw a quick thesis in, because they were suddenly, they were a tinier thing, and when they're a tinier thing, I would guess that you can have a bit more sway with personal preference, personal opinion, whatever. I'm not putting words in your mouth mm. here. But once something is booked at Wembley Arena and offered to you in a mid-afternoon slot, you would kind of be off your head not to. That was my take on it. That was what I said on this show in the aftermath of it, because, you know, we go every week. Yeah. Um, so when that came up, obviously our first thing was he came on here and said that he wouldn't. Yeah. I can understand you doing it. Have, have, I, have I got two and two, putting two and two together and got there's four a, or five? There's a little bit of that. Yeah. I think there's more the... Um, I mean, the way that the world is nowadays, and I, you know, I wear my art on my sleeve, mm. and I've got. That's why we love you for yeah, it. That's why I've we got, have you on it. Yeah, I've got a big, you know, I've got a big mouth. I'm going to go right. This, that's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Yeah. Sometimes you do have to bow to, um, to the pressure of what the fans want. Public opinion. And I yeah. have to go. Yeah. Where I got offered baby metal, I was the first promoter in the UK to be offered baby metal. I got sent the stuff. It didn't resonate with me we, at I, all. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. I could not get my head around it at all. And I've tried and I tried and I tried and I still can't. And people going, this band, this band, they're amazing. Blah, blah. So okay, I'll try again. And uh, me personally, I was not getting it. So then there's all this. Oh, you know, you book baby metal, and this had all come uh, after people telling me I needed to book that PSY. Got, you know, right, okay. Uh, right, yeah. it's, Gangnam Style. Yeah, why Why would I book him? So it wasn't long Whoever after Whoever was on drugs and asked yeah, that. You should book him on Download Festival. <laughs> so it wasn't long after that, and I'm yeah. thinking, well, it's it, this is a, a, a novelty act, and then we get into the whole novelty. Well, Steel Panther on novelty yeah, act, yeah, and blah, blah. See, again, damned if you do, damned if you don't. When but I, you're, a, I, you're a bloke with opinion. With, with, but I met, you know, yeah. I did mean... Do I like Baby Metal because I booked them last year and they played on the main stage? No, I don't. Yeah. I'm, I yeah. do and Steel Panther would would like knowing your musical taste. Steel Panther would make more sense to you as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. like as, as I was saying, I, was, I got I was under a lot of. Uh, I have to listen to the fans, the people yeah. that are buying the tickets, and always every single band, whether you're Metallica, ACDC, Led Zeppelin, whatever. Polarised people. Mm. For every person who likes Metallica, there are all the people who think that they're crap, that like they're not the band that they were, blah, it was surprised the hell out of me, but <laughs> they do. Same, and I think I said it before on your programme. When I bought ACDC in 2010, I thought I had delivered Utopia. Mm. When I booked ACDC in 2010, we had more people on our website going, meh, can't believe you booked them, they're crap, but I'm like, I'm flabbergasted. Yeah, so if you're getting it, if you're getting it for uh, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, yeah. ACDC, and of course you're going to get it for bands 
uh, like baby metal and, and for every band yeah, even Biffy, and, and I yeah, there you go yeah. and Muse yeah. and so I just thought well you know what I'm going to hold my hands up and go okay I'm booking them am I going to watch them no I actually went up do you know the girls are lovely super friendly come over yeah, really nice. I mean really appreciative they want the photograph took with you yeah. the whole bit yeah. and that's great and, and I'm super respectful I watched them as they went on stage because you know there was a great audience watching mm-hmm. them. Massive. And then I was off. Yeah. Because it's not for me. But I, it was one of those times, and I've said it many, many, many times, where I have to book the festival for the people, not for me. Yeah, always. If I book bands that I really, really like, then that's great. Yeah. But it's normally because it fits with the whole festival. If I'd not allowed Baby Metal to play then it was all about just what Andy Coppin wants and not what Download should have. Yeah. Can't say fairer than that. You're going to book Honey G? <laughs> Come on! Uh, Come I on. guess just for something for people to throw <laughs> things at. On, right? on that, on that as a, like, just as an aside, um, we've, before you've booked stuff which is certainly outside the immediate parameters of, yeah. of like rock music, I'm thinking of Chasing Status and... Um, your mate uh, Lethal Bizzle back yeah. in the day um, my mate my, well, yeah he did mate. came on the show <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and Bizzle there, there <laughs> are like I, th- I feel like that kind of crossover is becoming more and more kind of accepted in lots of different yeah. festivals do you think you'll ever go like, I'll give you an example um, I have you heard of per- Perturbator I always go on about this but it's, basically it's a French DJ who plays this kind of atmospheric black metal inspired techno music. High on the bill on one of the smaller they're stages. Playing at like, they're playing like the, the death metal stage at Hellfest. And I saw him in London and they sold at the Scarlet. He sold at the Scarlet recently. And it was all people in Napalm Death t shirts. And the, the dude from Carcass was there. And I was like, this would be on the third stage at Download, like at 11 o'clock at night or anything mm. or something, this would be amazing. And yeah. do you kind of ever go like, oh, we should. Like, what would a band like that have to do to get on the bill? Like, how much of a curveball would you well, consider I, that? Well, you see, I don't see, I don't see those those uh, kind of acts or bands as curveballs so much. I just see it as as pushing the boundaries. Yeah. In you know, you, you mentioned chasing status. Obviously, we get into pendulum mode step. Mm. You got um, shit for it for the prodigy back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. huge grief over yeah, the yeah. prodigy, um, and you know, for me, uh, it still it still saddens me how Lethal Bizzle was treated. It it actually disgusts me the way that he was treated, and I'm thinking for rock and me- metal fans who spend their lives saying that they're being persecuted, mm. ended up, you know, being the. I mean, it was just horrible. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he stood his ground and um, you know, and he just did his thing and had it up and and literally won the crowd over. And I've wanted him back. Bizzle and, chance and at the I, end. I yeah. saw him uh, not last year; it was the year before at Wireless Festival. And I went over and I went. Um, I said, oh, "You don't remember me?" But I said, "I'm the book of the Download Festival." Oh, I like. He says it was crazy, wasn't it? it was yeah. Cra- but he was full of enthusiasm, yeah. and I said, "I said I would have you back," and because I'd like to think 
that was in 2008. Yeah. But you know, the as years have moved on, that mm. there's uh, you know less discrimination and yeah. um, people are a, a bit. And I've seen that with the way that the crowd is to the more diverse bands that mm. we put on. Um, so I'm I'm open to anything. It is like, how does a band like that get on there? If I feel that it's worthy, and that you are a band that will win the crowd over then you have absolutely got a chance of getting on the festival and all those bands that we've spoken about have the attitude of rock bands and they have the kind of um, the necessary grit and the kind of yeah, I yeah. think they've all got a connection like, I mean I remember seeing Pendulum oh, and them chucking in a bit of the Master of Puppets riff yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't, it's not like you're booking Justin Timberlake and he's you well know, those guys in Pendulum the first year I booked them uh, two, I think it was the bass player and, and uh, the guitar player came into my pause camera and went this is the best festival oh, got, you've oh, got oh, all man. our bands on you've got Seven Dust you've got Opeth <laughs> I'm like I'm looking at them and like we grew up with these bands they're, 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 they're rock guys yeah. and, um, and that's when I've realised that you know we're doing something right here and when I saw Chase and Status play in uh, in Hyde Park mm. and they had um uh, I think there was six circle pits going at one time. <laughs> this is a, a dance festival. I'm going, I reckon you guys could work at mm. Download. And in, in fairness, and I took a load of grief for them. Yeah. But they worked. You know. Keep an eye on that app. That's definitely one of them. No, well, for sure. Get, yeah, get Purbay on. They're wicked. Um, Ryan Jenkins says, Do you feel they are? Do you feel Download would benefit from taking a year's break, break Glastonbury style so that? After two years, a lineup announcement would feel more fresh, with more time uh, for bands to break through onto the scene. As at times, announcements can seem a little stale and predictable. Which is a bit yeah. Now, again, I think that's a a fair comment. It is something that um, we thought about. Uh, I'm actually dead against it because I think when you look at the uh, the bulk of the download audience, this. Donington is their mecca. This time in June is their holiday. It's like the, the amount of times, I mean, I get, you know, tweeted, emailed, contacted on Facebook, the whole bit, people going, what are your dates for next year? Because I need to book the time off work. Yeah. I mean, literally hundreds. Not just me, but just coming through the, the, the site altogether. People expect that festival every year we don't actually have the luxury of glastonbury festival mm. you know glastonbury takes a year off most of it is to do because they want the the land to mm. breathe again and yeah. blah blah it's like it's hundred thousand tickets in a i morning. just i've got to be honest i've been nervous that people could forget us mm. and you know the the the, the and the, someone else could slip in absolutely right. you take a like, year off yeah somebody else steps in and, and if they, they if they get a good lineup, then yes, they're the right. younger, cooler one. Then and are yeah. they just going to come in for one year? Of course they're not. Yeah. They're not just going to go. Oh, we'll just operate this year because there's no download. Yeah. They're going to go. They want to set it up. And I just think that you know we're an annual event. Um, and if you go back to the days of you know Monsters of Rock, yes, they took off uh, 1989 after the tragedy in '88. Mm. But they would have. They in fact they ended up doing a big. Was it, uh, Bon Jovi played in right. uh, in Milton Keynes okay. that year right, yeah. uh, in '89, so that was like the rock event. Yeah. And monster, monsters of Rock, even when there was like a couple, uh, uh, like you'll you'll be able to fill in the blanks for me here. But like 
wasn't there like only a couple of literally like two months between the festival itself and Metallica doing that escape from the studio thing in 95 it was a really short window like there wasn't one planned and at the last minute they rang Metallica to go yeah it was like, totally that like totally you, that. I know you're in the studio but we need a headliner for yeah, for yeah. Monsters of Rock absolutely and right yeah. and they'd, there'd been a couple of years I think that it didn't operate in uh, you know in the early 90s mm. And um, and in fact, I think they'd had a year off, and I think it would, we can't have two. And yeah. That's when they went to Metallica. Gotcha. I'll have to look back in the history books on that. But the we have to the way I see it, we have to run every year, um, and we've just got to do the best that we can as festival organisers and as the download promoters of just trying to create and deliver bills that are going to attract the people to come year in year yeah. out and also in this country there I mean I know Glastonbury is a very unique festival and it is the, the main festival that, that or festivals are known for but there are lots if you like the sort of thing they do there are lots of festivals for people like Glastonbury there's only mm. really one festival mm. there's only one festival the, the size and scale of downloads so I think yeah. I oh can't God, I imagine if, if I said there's actually not going to be a download in 2018. Get I just, off Twitter that day. Could you imagine? Don't go near it. But people would be going, that's it, it's finished, it's exist. over, it's yeah. never coming back. You go, well, I mean, you say you only wanted me to book Guns N' Roses or Metallica and I couldn't get them. So yeah, so it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. We've just got to keep evolving the festival. It's like what we've done with the Avalanche stage yeah. download this year. We've got, we've got to keep bringing uh, Would you do it if you, if, you, like, if you legitimately felt, because this is something I've spoke to somebody once uh, regarding another festival and they said, we were all ready to do something and I just felt that the only bill I could get with who was available and who wasn't sort of doing download or, you know, the only people I could get was not good enough to charge people that festival. Yeah. Like, if it got to the point where you looked at the bill and you went, doesn't, it's not good enough, what would... Well, I, th I, I think with serious... I, I mean, I think we'd have to seriously say to ourselves, we, we can't deliver it this year mm. um, and I listen I'm not going to I wouldn't dress anything up I That's wouldn't try and deliver bands that are third or fourth on the main stage and try and make out of their headliners and that's your festival this year and us going well okay maybe we can get by with doing download with just 25,000 people mm. um, it, 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 I, no I wouldn't do that I, I would hope that there will always be enough bands for us to deliver a festival mm. at that top level year in year out so i feel like we ask this question every year but um i feel like it's got like some extra bows to it this year thomas power asked at uh, hi andy hi uh, what what are your thoughts on genre defined stages such as festival like hell festivals like hellfest for example hardcore stage punk stage etc because with current stage splits it does feel like uh, some bands can get lost on stages due to genre clashes that's less my concern i have to say um but with grouping bands of the same genre on one stage this could create a vibe for that stage which could currently be lacking now i know we've we've had this conversation before i'm certain we have yeah um and uh I feel the difference this time because we don't sugarcoat things for you because you know um, a lot of the a lot of the the more negative comments I've read about download this year and in recent times has been a bit of a it, it's been that that stale criticism um, could this be an answer to it 
And would this give you more bows to stop those kind of criticisms? Um, it gives you like having these individual places um, to, to to do specific stuff. Like, no, I get it. Do you know what I mean? Well, the, uh, to me, it's 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 like it's twofold. You've got to have enough bands of a certain level of a specific genre every single year to fill that space mm. and that doesn't always happen and the, Hellf- uh, Hellfest I love Hellfest but Hellfest's yeah. 2017 is markedly not as good as 2016 yeah. as well yeah. I think you and, and that's what you're up against because you're almost creating a mini festival within a big festival mm. so you've got five or six mini festivals within one big festival I've always tried to mix things up and again talked about this many times if I can mix things up over the weekend on the different stages it does get people moving around but it also gets them discovering other acts that they wouldn't have done Mm. and one thing that uh, has has worn my heart for years with download is people when they when they uh, come on the website or they've written to me and gone I was in the tent I was waiting for such and such a band to come on so and so was playing they are my now my new favourite band uh, but sure, musically were very band, different yeah. from the band that they were waiting to see mm. um, in terms of genre or musically and again uh, I've talked about this in the past is you know seeing somebody in a corn t-shirt watching Journey somebody in a Def Leppard t-shirt watching Marilyn Manson somebody yeah. in a Limp Biscuit, Limp Biscuit t-shirt watching ZZ Top that to me is what a festival is all about mm-hmm. um, so I've always tried to avoid going that's very specific, the closest that we get to it has always been oh it's Classic Rock Sunday Yeah, and it's probably falling a little bit that way uh, this year and, and, and in fairness I've probably done that a bit uh, more deliberately or hoping to uh, make it more mm. deliberate this year because it's their last hurrah uh, is their last hurrah and there will be some Aerosmith fans that probably would never have come uh, or thought of coming to download they aren't going to want to watch uh, Horizon you know, yeah. yeah prior to Aerosmith yeah. so you've got to try and make it a bit uh, attractive to them but again uh, I don't know just mm. um skated on it a little bit before which was what we're doing with the avalanche stage is mm. we're trying to create something that's a little bit more young a bit more vibrant uh, and right. appealing to a certain genre of people where where uh, we've been criticized for not doing enough of it mm. so okay okay let's do a bit of an experiment here and let's see if we can make the avalanche stage um, across the, the Friday Saturday and Sunday be something that's appealing to that genre, even though there are one or two other acts that, whether that's Sum 41, Good Charlotte, uh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, AFI, whatever, yeah. that could fit within that. Yeah. But you can see them on the main but stage. But they're too as well. big for a tent, all of those bands. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, uh, I mean, we picked up on that, didn't we, when yeah. we were doing it? The, uh, like, I mean, it goes without saying with the. the, um, the the, if you do genre specific stages as well you tread on the toes of something like Bloodstock and those sort of things and um, I'll ask about the Avalanche stage and Slam Dunk and that yeah. in a bit 
Um, but there's this kind of lean, lead weight to what I was saying a bit earlier about these bands kind of being farmed off into a tent. Um, okay, well, some of them, certainly during the uh, discussions, I mean, you look, you know, Sleeping With Sirens, for instance, mm. um, you know, headlining the Avalanche stage, that is what they wanted to do. Right, It gotcha, was specifically gotcha, okay. what they wanted to do. Right. No band is going to play in a spot where they don't want to play. Okay. And, and, that, and that goes vice versa, as we were saying earlier. It's like, oh, I'm offering you this slot, I don't want to play the main stage. Right, okay. Uh, and I'll tell you now, Good Charlotte didn't want to play the main stage this year. They well, wanted they, to play the second stage. I saw How them get that? bottled with Reading, uh, Reading when they were below Metallica, so that would make right. a lot of sense. Yeah, so having some 41 and Good Charlotte, it's a great fit. I think it would be really good for them. Actually... Uh, we were talking about Good Charlotte playing on the Saturday, so you know, with Biffy, AFI, yeah, yeah. kind of going, well, it's you would fit there, but they've gone, actually, we prefer to play the second stage, and gotcha. we prefer to play the second stage because we'll play later in the day, so we'll be higher up the bill. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many different reasons. So, gotcha. getting back to your point about you know, bands kind of, oh, well, we're, you're being put there, it's, it's more they're doing, it's where okay. they want to be. Gotcha. And, and I would say the bulk of those bands on uh, on the Avalanche stage are there, that's what they want. Said, we we want to create our own little set, and we want, and, and some of them have even said, we kind of want to start here, and then we want to, um, you know, we want to uh, elevate ourselves to maybe Get the you. second stage, and then maybe early on and work our way up uh, to the main stage. So it's a starting point for a lot of those bands too. They okay. don't want to get lost okay. as being, you know, the second or third band from when we open on the second stage. I can be a middle of the afternoon band gotcha. on the third stage, so it's a better look for us. We're playing later in the day. Um, and so we discuss that all the time. Okay. And I would like to see, and I know it will happen, that a lot of those bands... You know, on the smaller stages, will I mean we've seen it happen in the past. Yeah, Bullet from the Valentine was a classic example. Mm. Started on the fourth stage, yeah. you know, in Year Dot, Enter Shikari, and they eventually worked them. You know, they. they so it's almost up. like a breeding ground. Yeah, gotcha. Totally. Some of them are going. Actually, we that's where we want to stay. Okay. Keep us up there. We'll come every third year or whatever. And you know, if we uh, if we headline it once, we'll come back and headline it again or whatever. Um, so there's always that the options are open to them it's uh, is it is it big is it a big option is it a big um, rival for slam dunk now what the avalanche the avalanche stage. stage I mean I think the way that I look at it is that with us trying to get that younger audience and that scene is super super strong mm-hmm. and has been strong for some time and we were getting a lot of criticism for not uh, doing enough of it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Probably going back to your point, oh, we'll just have a token one of those bands on. And, yeah. and they were getting lost. Yeah, so, I agree. Um, I do agree. Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking at the, uh, the audience that we've got and the audience that we want to maintain and the audience that we want to bring to the festival. Is that well, we need to have some of these bands. If we're... Uh, we're a rival to Slam Dunk. We're a rival to Slam Dunk. Gotcha. In the same way, you know, some of the 
uh, more you know metal Extreme, bands that yeah. we bought that, that that were a rival to Bloodstock. Gotcha. And um, you know when you look at uh, you know Bloodstock had Mastodon and Slayer uh, last year, and we've got them on download this year, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and we have a. A, a great relationship with Bloodstock. I think that's again been well documented, mm. and um, you know, there, there are times where, you know, uh, saying we tread on each other's toes, but we're going after the same bands. In the same way with, um, you know, with Rambling Man, I have great relationship with them too, uh-huh. and we're all talking about. We did get a question about that as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, th- it, it is that sometimes I get offered a band, and I've done this with with uh, uh, Bicket Bloodstock. And I've, yeah. I've done it with um, with Chris and Abby at, at Rambling Man, where they're saying, I've been offered this band, and it's not right for us at Download. Is this something that you would look at at Bloodstock? Is this something you would look at at Rambling Man? And they go, oh, yeah, that's amazing. I'll put them gotcha. in touch with the agent or the manager, and then suddenly, you know, that's working. Yeah. And, and in a lot of cases... It's, it's not as pistols as doors no, as people think. No, 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 no. I, I mean, absolutely not. And there's always going to be a time where I'm going... They've got some yeah, yeah, yeah. band on. Yeah, of course. Like, I would really like them. But again, that's scheduling. I'm in June, they're in you know, July, August, and it, there's a finite time when the bands are over in, in UK and Europe. And, and, and that's how it can work. Occasionally, there is a band where I go, actually, oh, I don't really see you on download this year. But have you thought about mm. Bloodstock or Rambling Man or, or, or whatever, mm. or Reading Leeds in, in, in some cases? Mm. So that communication works. But uh, I think, you know, are we, I guess we're competition for everybody in the same way that they're the competition yeah. for us too. So. Gotcha. Right, um, this is Steve, Stefan Seller, who says there are some incredible festivals in other European countries who are matching lineups like downloads. However, they are charging about a third of the price less. How can you justify that? Very, very simple. They are paying a third less than what I am for those bands. And it is a real bugbear Mm. of mine. The UK, across the board, not just download, has a history of paying top dollar for these acts. There's no way around it. We won't get them any cheaper. Um, And it's basically because the UK as a whole is far more saturated and far more competitive than any of those other markets. Mm. Invariably, it's one or two festivals in France or Germany or wherever, or Holland or Belgium or wherever it may be. In the UK, there's huge competition across the board and we uh, pay huge amounts of money. I mean. Mm. You know, Live Nation has uh, numerous offices over over Europe, and I'm on conference calls and have meetings with these guys all the time. When I tell them what I'm paying, they they cannot believe it. Oh, He's like, are. "Are you fucking serious?" And and I'm going, "Are you serious that you're only paying <laughs> yeah. that?" But that's just the that's world life. that we live in. It is it is uh, a frustration. The difficulty that we have. Um, and again, this is for all, all uh, festivals in the UK, whether you're a dance festival, mainstream, whatever, is that the European festivals who have similar bills to what the UK festivals have are marketing and promoting over here, saying, hey, 
come to Spain and see this bill. It, or come to Belgium and see this bill. It's really cheap to get an easy jet flight or you can come through mm. on Eurostar and it'll be an adventure. And I'm like, you fuckers. As You've if got I the got bands enough, cheaper. Yeah. You're obviously being able to offer an overall package that may be perceived as being cheaper. You question that a little bit because it still could be anything between 35 to 75 quid for your flight and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it is what it is. But they are very, very aggressive with how they market to us. I can't market to there because there are people going, why am I going to pay all that money? money. Yeah. It's on my doorstep here. Yeah. So it's tough, but it's not just for download. It's for you know the, uh, all the dance festivals, everything. Mm. It's Festivals in Europe are cheaper because they have bought the bands. In some cases, at 25% of what I'm paying. It's, it's not even half. Twenty five percent. I see the figures. Yeah. I know, and it's it's soul destroying. Is this part of, is this part of the reason why you're doing download Madrid? Because we had someone saying thank you for the Madrid on our thing. Yeah. Uh, and download France. Does this give you a bit more of a chance with that sort of thing? Well, what we're trying to do. Is and we've had questions. We've, we've also had questions because I know that through being up late at night, I know there's loads of Australians who listen. We've had a bunch of people who've asked yeah. about a potential download Australia. Yeah, I yeah. think you said something once on Twitter, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they've they've left. Oh, I mean, they, they were all over me. I mean, and <laughs> that happened in the early God, part, early part of this year where I'd said something on Twitter. It was like something like, "Oh, um, somebody said oh, uh, carry on wishing," and I'd said, "You know, you should." keep wishing you never yeah. know or yeah. be careful what you wish for yeah, yeah, yeah and then strangely enough six months later that some uh news website brought yeah. that up again crazy and i was it? being bombarded <laughs> but um in terms of uh, we want to expand the the download name the download brand um we could have done it a lot earlier um i've been very uh specific in terms of if we're going to go into another market, it needs to be right. I want to find the right partners, and those partners are Live Nation promoters. Mm. It's Live Nation Spain who are doing uh, download in Madrid. Obviously, it's download uh, France. Uh, sorry, Live, Live Nation, Nation France, France yeah. who are, do, are doing download Paris, and it is. And we are looking at other markets in in Europe, and we are looking. Um, at Australia, we've been looking at Japan, we've been looking uh, in uh, America, we're looking everywhere. We looked at South Africa, and that's not to say that that will happen, mm. but there's Just always a potential. The we're, we're, we're looking, and we were looking at, um, uh, at France for a number of years until um, we decided to do it. We've been looking at Spain for a number of years, and you know, there may be, there may be other downloads appearing in future years and we're looking at it at the moment mm. we're not going to rush it it's got to be right Thank and you. even when we feel that we got it right once you put it there you've got to build it mm. and, and create the 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 festival the download name and the download brand in that marketplace mm. itself but they still pay cheaper than what i pay it's crazy isn't it? we're not paying bigger but yeah. you know we've taken a lot of heat Oh my God! I can't, I can't believe that D Download Paris has got Linkin Park and they've got Green Day and they've got Blink One Eight Two. I went, well, okay. Um, Linkin Park, we've, I'd already got my headliners in place, yeah, so yeah. I couldn't offer them anything. Mm -hmm. um, with Green Blink, Day, they decided that they were going to do 
British, uh, summertime, British summertime. Blink decided they wanted to do their own headline tour. The other thing to remember is that Blink 182 in France are only worth... Second headliners. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're probably worth 40, 50% of what they're worth in the UK. Yeah. But for a fan Massive who's seen it, he's going, oh my God, it's like they've got four headliners. Gotcha. Well, in France... They're not for headliners. Yeah, that yeah. is a bona fide sub-headliner. I've watched like, about yeah, like, a day to remember. Yeah, we saw Bring Me Horizon, Horizon yeah. play to like, less people than sick of it all on the same stage. Not yes, even exaggerating. Yeah, that yeah. is a no, thing sure. that happened. Biffy Clyro played Download um, uh, Paris mm. this year. They're like third, fourth on the bill. Yeah. Whereas you know, in the UK, they're a headline act. Mm. Different acts are worth more in, in different territories than others. Have you got half an eye on the American market and what's happening with festivals there? Because it's like definitely that being observant, you've only got to look and see that that's a real, um, it's a real vibrant thing that's yeah. going on out there, especially with like uh, Daddy Wimmer's yes. festivals. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, really yeah. Good, good, well, it's funny cheer. because uh, Danny Wimmer's a good, a, a good friend of mine, yeah, obviously with his Rock on the Range yeah, and all, yeah. all the other... Uh, uh, events that he puts on. If you talk to Danny, Danny says, I've just copied, I've copied the download brand. He said, I came to download, love what you do. And Danny and I talk on the phone all the time and he's going, oh, you know, I'm really struggling here and I'm struggling with headliners. And I, I've advised him over it. And listen, he's very capable. He doesn't yeah, yeah, need, yeah. you know, Andy Coffin to tell him how to run a festival. But you can never have enough but, friends. No, no. Yeah. And, and listen, uh, Aftershock, he had an XT. That made us go, Maybe that's something that would work at, at Download UK. It's good, it's good so, to know. And, and it's that kind of uh, communication that we have. And, and, and Danny's done amazing over there. But it, it's funny how America has been uh, slow in terms of its um, festival business. Like, how long's Coachella been going? Coachella is like the Glastonbury of America. Yeah. But it's only really been in the last ten yeah, years. Yeah. That, if that, yeah, yeah, and and it's very hipster. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously what they did with Desert Fest this year, with you know, a, a, an amazing thing. But we're seeing more and more festivals. Uh, that's old cello, just in case. Like yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah people yeah. call it uh, yeah. called it old cello. Yeah, and um, you know, there's been the, there's other festivals that have come up like you know uh, Bonnaroo and yeah, yeah. Uh, one or two others and and suddenly it has become a big thing there and and strangely enough dance music started over here and then suddenly it's the big thing I remember going so over there and going yeah. oh my god Dead Mouse and Calvin yeah, Harris yeah. I'm like hang on Dead Mouse and Calvin Harris over here have been huge for like five years yeah, yeah. suddenly it's like you've Kaboom. found this yeah. thing and you know the the dance scene with Electric Daisy Carnival and all this other um, other festivals that have opened up in the US. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's been slow for it to ignite in the same way festival business um, as as has been slow over there mm. too. We've been at it, you know, since the uh, you know the, the the kind of late seventies yeah. right the way through to where we are now. Um, but the culture over there has definitely changed, where it's Amen. a bit more acceptance of camping I mean it's uh, I've again talked about this a lot 
in America there is a culture for camping. Yeah. As a as a culture. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Over yeah. here it's like I don't want to go camping with my mum and dad. <laughs> yeah. No, a caravan, are you kidding? <laughs> for real. But for festivals, it's all about camping in America. Why would I camp at a festival? Yeah. But now that's changed. They are starting to well actually, no, it does make sense. And Danny's yeah. picked up um, Danny Wimmer's picked up from what we've done with download and he's been to all the festivals as well and gone well yeah if, if I make sure that there's lots of activity going on in the campsite and the after hours and all of that stuff and it's helped him develop you know his own scene if you like mm. um, uh, in America so we're very aware of what's going on over there shout out Danny Wimmer yeah good fan um, we'll take we'll do another two or three because we've been at it a while now um, Bell, Ben Wilmot asks do you know what demographic split of download is this is a really good question this when Biffy were announced I saw a lot of older folk uh, who like Monsters of Rock kind of bands uh, saying how they were the biggest demographic and that download uh, for download to prosper long term it should build its lineup to cater primarily to that sort of music fan and let Reading cater for the younger audience I saw this as like, a lot yeah. as well so he's not like just seen one post um, is there any any substance to this or are my age group 18 to 25 the biggest attendees um we we have a strong mix across yeah. the board i mean i i mean i should have the numbers in my head I, no, no, no. but i haven't the it's christmas man it, it's yeah <laughs> it, it's, it's literally across the board and i remember when you know within download been running for two three years it i used to say it's the people from nine to ninety you can i mean not that i've seen mm. any 90 year yeah, old, yeah, yeah. maybe on the on stage but <laughs> the, the, it is it's really the, the age group is i think reasonably split there's obviously we're more catering towards the 18 to 25 but i think where we've scored and, and again something that I, I really value with download is seeing those families that are there yeah the families that go to download that it's you've got you know one two three generations yeah. of of a family all going together and it's their homage if you like and even you know the mum and dad will stay a bit longer in their r.i.p camping and yeah. they'll come in and see two or three bands whereas you know Johnny and Susan are yeah. going to go. Oh yeah, we're eleven o'clock in the morning. Like, waiting for the, you know, <laughs> waiting for the gates to open, and that's great. So it's it's you know we're kind of across the board in terms of age group. Yeah. So you know, uh, it's quite it's a more hard attitude to fight against as well, isn't it? Because it seems to be. I, th I mean, we were fun we were speaking about this last night, funnily enough, weren't mm. we? Yeah. That sense of entitlement from an older generation who just went, well, I saw Van Halen and you kids should, you should like what, you should do what I got. It's a really, yeah. it seems to be so specific to like rock fans of a certain age. Yeah, group. Yeah. Do you think that is, that's something which kind of hinders the progress that we've been talking about? No, Any, anything right. pre-iTunes, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I it's, a, it's a big frustration for me because all I want to say is, you know, stop being a knucklebragger just you know embrace it live and let live guess what you're getting your bands mm. so allow these other bands to come through and you know your bands slowly but surely they're starting to disappear sabbath it's okay. over aerosmith it's over motley crew it's over the ice age is coming it yeah. is that's unfortunately what is happening that you know 
Is there going to be another ACDC record and another ACDC tour? Who knows? Possibly not. Mm. And then so that's another one that's gone. We've got to be bringing the bands through, as we were talking right at the very beginning, mm. is you've got to, you know, whether it's Slipknot, Biffy, Avenged Sevenfold, you know, down the line, whether it's a Bring Me The Horizon, whether it's, you know, a Fallout Boy stepping up. Or, Ghost inside five years. Yeah, well, this is it. You, there's always that's that possibility. Prediction. And I, I've been saying recently, there's, there's a potential download headliner in the next five to six years that probably they haven't even formed as a band mm. yet. Something will happen. There will be some new genre of music or a reworking of a, 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 a genre that's been yeah. that is going to come through. And we've got totally, and we've got to feed them through. It's really, otherwise you're just going to, you know, you're just going to fade and die. And it's, it's not easy. But as organisers, as an industry, and as fans, please, please, please let them grow, mm. let them come through. It goes back to the days when I used to watch Top of the Pops, and I was not back in the day. I wasn't a huge Motorhead fan, right. but I was into rock music, and people say, I've been into rock music, yeah. not that much. I wasn't a big Motorhead fan, but when Motorhead were on Top of the Pops, I'm like, yes! It's a rock band on top of the pops. Yeah. That'll do for me. Yeah, I agree. And I was like, I'm championing it. I'm championing it. And that's what needs to happen. Now, you might not love that band, but they are, you know, it's a, a rock band. Mm. They fit. Fucking help them grow. As long as they stay a rock band, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, oh, this is one off from my own heart. Uh, Gray. <laughs> I picked it purposefully. Yeah. Uh, since it seems to always rain at downloads and moving a full festival is out of the question, is it possible to put down a floor or at least some kind of waterproof material in the festival? When the mud gets so bad it makes you miss bands and not enjoy the experience, it becomes a problem. This year the hay was only put down at the last resort when damage was already done. I really want to go next year, but find it difficult to persuade others since the conditions were so bad this year. I'm going to say, before you answer this question, I mean, I didn't like the conditions last year, Kelsey Priest, but I think I have, I've been going to festivals for 20 years and I have never seen rain or weather like that at a festival in my life. I, loved, I, I don't I think, loved, I, I yeah. cannot believe, unless you, we build a fucking ark, <laughs> I, can, I cannot believe you will ever see weather like that. No. Well, we did have eight on a Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your Viking boat. I mean, it was mental. Yeah, yeah it, it, and it. Listen, we talked about it at, at the beginning. It was really, really tough. Nobody, nobody realised or knew how bad it was going to be, and we took a lot of criticism. You wouldn't know. I said, hang on a second. You look at the weather. The weather reports all the way up to download was going to mild rain. Yeah. Even on the days, it was something like there will be a light on the morning. I think it was the Saturday, at ten o'clock. I got the news on because the hotel was just around the corner, and I had the news on and uh, looking at the weather. At two o'clock today, there will be a light shower. This is at ten o'clock on the day. When it came round to around about two o'clock. Mm. It is coming down like a monsoon. Yeah, it was mad. So is that really a light shower? So the people that criticise us are saying you should have, you knew it was coming. And and because it was it was so torrential, 
I don't know what we could have done. I take the point, mm. you know, there should have been more straw down and certain areas should have had more straw and look at the state. Oh, yeah, we've all seen the video footage of the mm -hmm. campsite and everything else. And you know, the nightmare in the car parks, et cetera, et cetera. Over the, you're gonna see in the, the, the next um, few weeks, we're, we're making some big changes on making the festival site more capable of dealing with those kind of issues. It's gonna be tough if we get the same again, it's, yeah, you know, it's going to There's be really, really that. challenging. But we've taken on, but we know the errors. And it's like, what can we do to make this better? And uh, there's actually going to be some um, uh, some blogs by our, by our uh, production team on, this is, what we're, this is what we're doing. These are the changes. We've listened to you. Also, we're doing this, 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 and this. We'll be sure to um, highlight them on the show yeah, as well. That'd be great doing. if you could, because yeah, of course. we're not sitting back and going, "Ah, people that are there, yeah. your money in, in you come." Uh, I got really up. I don't mind me. I got really, really upset on that Sunday night when I was, I was in my porter cabin, and I, I literally, I'm thinking, I'm going to burst into tears in a minute because this is just too much. If it's yeah. too much for me those guys out there and i tell you what fair play to them that just they fucking manned it out yeah. for the whole weekend i like big it's respect it. but we owe it to them for them to having the faith and sticking with us and yes moan, they had every right to moan and groan and rain just kept coming coming we've got to do something about it to try and counterbalance the the issues that we had this year and obviously the issues we've had in previous years and, and, and 2012 mm. is another example. Yeah. Right. Do you think it's going to rain next year? <laughs> yes or no? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's the fucking UK, it always does. It's got one year. Well, one year it's got I think in one year, everybody's going to complain because they're going to get each stroke. I'm going. I would quite happen if my skin was bubbling like, yeah. like yeah. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> then, oh. I, I, I said it earlier, I'm choosing to believe that in 2009 you broke a bloody mirror. Yeah. And then that's it. Something Seven happened. years, bad luck. Next year it'll be all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing no. you can do, is there, to no. a certain extent? No, no. Bloody hell. Um, so uh, this is a, one, a question that we had actually as um, a question in the week a little while ago. I thought it was fucking great idea. Um, logistical nightmare for you, mind. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. Look forward to this. Uh, Michael Guy Perry says, "Would you consider allowing artists to curate a stage, a la ATP or Roadburn?" So it was put to us, and they were like, "Who would you have curate a stage?" And I like after. A minute of thinking about it, we were like, "This is a really fucking good idea." Imagine like a Dave Grohl curated stage, a Corey Taylor curated stage. Not to put you out of a job or anything, no, mate. No, no. <laughs> well, if we go back to uh, two thousand and five, when we did Ozfest on the Saturday, um, because Ozfest wanted to operate, and we'd come up with the idea of uh, bringing that in as part of of download. Um, Sharon, Ozzy, and the Sabbath guys—they effectively curated that stage oh, right. in consultation gotcha. with me. And it's rather than go, okay, 
we want all our favourite bands on there. It was a question of these. This is a list. I said to, I remember saying to Sharon at the time, "Give me a list of bands that you definitely want, and let's see who's out there." Mm. I'll also make suggestions, uh, and and if that fits, and literally that whole day of Ozfest was curated by the Osbournes and, and that was and Black Velvet Sabbath. Revolver and Anthrax's yeah. for him yeah. and Anthrax's yeah. first shows. And, 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 and that was when Trillium yeah. opened, yeah. and I went to because we hadn't got an opener, and I went to Sharon and I said, "I've got this idea. This band, hot, super yeah. hot. They've only." Played in small clubs, have been part of this, um, you know, road rage tour uh, done with uh, in conjunction with Roadrunner, and obviously going back to some of the previous Ozfests and also bands that Ozzy had taken out and and what Sabbath had done previously when they played at, uh, at festivals, that they were always, you know, really getting behind the young bands, you know. Jack Osborne, we were given credit for yeah, it. We were, yes, yeah, on yeah. a special this yeah, week. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, 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 literally, it's like you know, we should have this band, we should have this mm. band. And when I went to her with Trivium, she's she's going. It was like absolutely, what a great idea! We're giving a young band a chance. She was trusting my judgment. She had heard of them, but yeah. didn't yeah, kind of, of know of them. Yeah. Um, so in terms, of, you've got to As be a bit careful true. because you don't want a specific artist who might be an amazing artist suddenly go well listen i'm really into trance at the moment so yeah yeah like right i got you I nightmare got you. yeah you, you've got to kind of work with them and go listen it's download yeah here's all the lineups that we've had for the last yeah. you know 10 12 years it's like this is the look of the that's festival. what we do if you want to cu- curate then fine and yeah. um some headliners will go we want to pick who goes on before us Right, and we get we get that yeah. a lot, and again, I've worked Green with Green Day taking rancid across Europe. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, yeah. Without, without a doubt. Yeah. And, and I was gutted because I didn't get rancid for download because oh. they were going to be part and parcel of Green Day you know, thing. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the Green Day thing. Another reason to fucking hate Green Day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're in for, they're in for a kicking on our awards show next week. Spoiler. Yeah, so you, you you've got that. So you do get. Um, uh, bands that go that, I mean you know Maiden specifically wanted Nightwish to play right. underneath them um, and Sharon always has it with Ozzy and with, with mm. Sabbath uh, that they want to have um, a good look at the bill and and uh, Maiden also isn't just the, the band directly before them super important mm. but they also want to know uh, who, who else is on and, and yeah. did Metallica handpick Biffy to open because a lot of people went that's mad that you got Biffy just before Metallica, no. but no, oh, okay. no not at all. I, I heard that as a rumor. No, 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 no. It was, I, it was my suggestion. Oh, right. Yeah, and um, pushing bands through. Yeah, and, and, with and the, the thing is, they headlined Sonisphere, yeah. and I remember talking to the Biffy camp and going, "Listen, I understand that you've you've headlined at Nebworth. Um, you know, downloads a, a, a bigger festival. Yeah. Is Metallica doing the Black Album?" Um, and it's I, I think this would be, you know, it would be a, a, a big statement for you to come and play as special guest to Metallica. It's proof the stepping stone as well. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And without a doubt. And it wasn't a stepping stone down from them because they'd headlined at Nebworth and then going as a special guest to Metallica. It was like you're playing special guest to Metallica. And that year in particular, 
you know, because we had Soundgarden playing underneath yeah, Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah, and we'd been talking to Soundgarden about being a headliner the previous year. Yeah. So that did look like a year where we had five headliners, mm. so to speak. But it just strengthened the bill. But you know, in answer to Steve's question, it, it wasn't a uh, suggestion by Meta- actually sure, yeah. Metallica are pretty yeah. good in in the sense of well, they like they, 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 they ninety five they ninety five created that entire yeah yeah, yeah that's the one that I was talking about earlier yeah, yeah. yeah. amazing yeah but when they play download they've gone it's so always like yeah just where Metallica just, just on, because they're <laughs> thinking about the ideas of what they're gonna do it's like you know when we talked about. Uh, then when they did the unannounced in the very first uh, when they played in the tent which is incredible yeah. uh, you know that they did that that was a moment and then um, you know when uh, when they did Master of Puppets and yeah. obviously I went to them with the idea of, of, of the Black Album and I, when they played uh, at Nebworth it was all about you know sending your yeah you know, Metallica by request yeah. and um, so they're, they're always trying to come up with um, mm. Uh, you know, with their own ideas, and they've they've kind of they've left us to it. Mm. It's like you bought the bill, we trust you. You didn't bought the bill. Can you ever see yourself putting the keys in someone's hand for one day for for a stage? No. Fair enough. I don't blame you. Uh, last question, because <laughs> we kept you long enough, mate. Daniel Maguire said, if a new band was to start their career today, um, that's the day this goes out, not yeah. the day we record. Yeah. Right. Just so you know, so that's two days' time. Um, <laughs> totally irrelevant. Well, what, what, would they, what do they have to do over the course of the next decade or so to be considered for a headline slot? Is it all to do with the size of the venues they're playing, or does the type of rock music that they're playing come into it? For example, if a new band would start their career, they're a death metal band, no clean singing, guttural, heavy as fuck, but they can sell at Wembley Arena after four or five albums. I'm thinking he's talking to Lamb, about Lamb of God. Or something, uh, like, or something that. like that. Yeah. Could you consider him for a headline slot or would they simply not have the mainstream pull that you feel is necessary? Um, do you need that extra bit on top? Like, I, I think, think you do need that bit of extra on top, but you know, this goes back to the, the, like the Biffy Avenged Sevenfold Slipknot conversation, which is, if you are selling tickets and you are that big and we are a three-day event is that where i elevate such a band they go listen i know going to come under a huge amount of criticism because they're not perceived as commercial enough or, or, or haven't got a wide you know, that wider appeal but they've sold this amount of tickets and guess what you've got an alternative on the other stages and look at the headliners on the friday and the Sunday mm. I think um, it has to be that if they are selling the tickets and you know that they are doing the level of business then absolutely they would be in my eyes and Download's eyes a bona fide headliner they have to be you can't ignore the fact that somebody is selling out arenas um, with relative ease and they're at that level and you, and you can't rule them out as being a download headline. Mm. You can't. Worked for Slipknot, didn't it, when Iowa came out? It did. Yeah. It did. Exactly. And I took a lot of stick. Yeah. It did. And, and really again, did. Yeah, yeah. we've talked about this before. Yeah. Well, and, and Slipknot had played it download two or three times prior. Yeah. And they, they were second headliners the time before. Yeah. To system, and I remember. Was, yeah. And I remember booking. And people would go, like, calling for my mm. head. It's like, what are you doing? And, I'm, and I was really shocked because they'd done that. 
sell out arena tour with uh, I, I mean I did do arenas in London did like three nights yeah, at Hammersmith with Machine Head and Children of Bonnet and it was a great great bill and they've worked their way up to it and I'm like what are you talking mm. about and it's again you've got to be able to bring these bands don't be ignorant and now of course Slipknot are a, yeah, a, a, bona fide a, festi legends, a festival yeah. headliner and, um, and, and and that's what you know that's what you got to you can't ignore it because you know the pool of headliners will just keep evaporating to nothing are you worried about that now because like I say the, the some of the bands like I use Yumi as Yumi at six as the example because they are the biggest because the last bunch of times that they've played London has all been arenas but they're one of the few bands that I go I can understand why that isn't a uh, are like are pushing to be. Do you know what I mean? If Five Finger Death Punch had been doing had been doing those numbers, they'd be headlining down those. Mm. Um, does does genre come into it? And like uh, the main question that I want to ask really is: Are you worried about the next pool of bands? Because there's usually like for a while there was Avenged, and you look at and you go, well, the next time there's a record, they're gonna do it. Yeah. And you kind of look at. I mean. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone listening to this who wouldn't expect Bring Me The Horizon as headliners at download at some point in, yeah. in the next couple of years. Yeah. What were they doing next summer? I don't think they're doing anything. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think they're doing anything. But, but uh, I mean, Do you worry about that, Paul? I do worry about the Paul, but this goes back to having the balls of, uh, of being a festival promoter, you know, a download promoter, that we have to bring them through. Okay. And, you, we, we, all of us, we've got to do it. We've got to get behind these bands, and certainly having seen Bring Me on this last tour, which was mind-boggling. Mm. I have to say, when the, when the band came on, and just the, the whole stage show and everything, I'm like, oh my god, they are properly come of age, mm. um, and you would hope on the next cycle that they would be. A band that that is is being looked at as yeah. a festival headline. Beyond Not just that, me, though. maybe Reading Leeds, whatever. Yeah. But um, you know, th there has to be those possibilities. You know, could Alter Bridge be one? Could Fallout Boy be one? It's you know, uh, you know th there are a few of them yeah. out there, and it's a game. And there's those bands that haven't done it yet, like yeah. Paramours and Blink. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there you go. Paramours, there's Blink. I mean, I'm looking at. You know, Green Day haven't headlined, Foo Fighters yeah, yeah, yeah. haven't headlined. I mean, I know they're not young bands, but in terms of headliners that we haven't got, but are still yeah. out there and still working and still relevant, you know, if my Ken got back back together again, are they going to be in a festival headliner? You would absolutely say that they, yeah. they, that they would be. Um, so I think that, yes, I'm worried about it, but I'm not panicking about it because I think that from Download's perspective, there is still a number of, fest uh, of, of uh, Download headliners that haven't played yet, that are still out there. You know, Green Day, Blink, Foo Fighters, Paramore, yeah. you know, four we just picked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You know, bands that are just coming to, bring me, you've got to say, is there, there's going to be you know, uh, other bands coming through. It's, you just don't know. Yeah. Um, I think that they you know, I think that they're out there, um, and we just, as I say, as an industry, we've just got to keep pushing it. Mm. How do you feel when a band kind of, I think, I don't want to say, like, I guess blows it, because Bullet for My Valentine were a band who 
always got there'll be ones and yeah. you said yourself I think most people it wasn't we all expected we all it. thought you know they're doing Wembley Arena and with asking yeah. yeah. Zanger and they're going to sell that out and they look like they're going to do it mm. and you sort of look at it now and although you know I've, they've done two nights at Brixton yeah 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 and that's that's good yeah but it's not it's not the numbers needed to head down. Yeah. yeah, it's not the same numbers as we were talking about for Unit Six. And mm. A band like Shikari, who did that incredible show. Yeah, man. Who did that incredible show yeah. at um, the uh, Alexander Palace, Palace yeah. and then they're supporting Bring Me at the O2, and it feels like maybe the tide. I mean, not in the same way as Bullet, but the no, tide no, seems yeah. to sort of have gone. Or maybe there's a slight drop off there. And if it goes any further, then you'd have to, because now the idea that Bullet can headline download feels like Alien. it's Alien. just not. Yeah, yeah. Well, much as, much as we love them, yeah. Like yeah. But you know, I, I have to say, I mean, <laughs> I, I thought, I thought that the Bullet on this tour is that, you know, if they had turned a wrong corner, yeah. they've properly turned mm. a right corner good, again. Good. The the band were absolutely on fire mm. and uh, people know I'm a big lover of Bullet mm. been a big supporter of them um, right from the very beginning yeah. and seeing the the, the band were, were hungry again the audience was I back know, it's like the Hellfest this summer yeah. yeah they were really really going for it and it's almost I think you know um, don't rule them out I'm yeah. not saying that they're, they're, they're a headliner tomorrow but I don't you know, we can't say that they'll never be a headliner. Mm. Uh, I think that there was talk about Machine Head in the past. Yeah, Machine. that's the last thing. After, after yeah. you know, uh, after, after the, the blackening, blackening yeah. it's like, oh my god! Um, and uh, that, again, they it just seemed to go off the rails yeah. a little bit. But I actually think on the uh, you know on the last record on the last tour, they were fucking brutal. Yeah, was going on brutal. About it full so you start to yeah. think, well, okay, if you if you yeah, if you've had a little bit of a wobble, you can carry on having that and fade away. Yeah. Or you're going to go, fuck this, I'm rolling this sleeves up. We are a fucking great band. We, we are still relevant. We have still got something to say. And they do something about it. They yeah. get stuck in. Bullet are one of those bands. Machine Head are one of those bands. And who knows? I'm not saying it's in 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they, can, never if they can carry on building... And I take the point, but you know, Bullet did two nights at Brixton Academy. That's the equivalent of a Wembley Arena. Mm, yeah. And you know, I, I'm already talking about what we're going to do with them next for this because I'm the uh, yeah. promoter, and what we're going to do touring uh, next time. And it'll be about you know getting that repositioned yeah. for them. And, and we're having the same conversations with uh, Machine Head. Um, and th there are always a few that you think, oh, the next step is, yeah. okay, actually, you haven't achieved it. Yeah. But it hasn't gone forever. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you will, I would hope, if they've got the, you know, the, the metal, yeah. as in, you know, double TLE, yeah. that they will, you know, that they will persevere and, and, and they, will, they will come strong again. No question about that. Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because you could... Like all the things you've been saying there, you could be talking about Call of the Deftones ten years ago, and although they both yeah. come back with great albums, point, yeah. those are bands who 
they had that wobble as well. They've had yes, that wobble yes. they've come back. Yeah, they've, really you know, they've, I, we've, we've seen the Death Stones this year. I'm going to watch Corn if you're listening today to come out. I'm going to watch Corn at Wembley tonight. Yeah, me too. And, I mean, but do you consider them as headlines? Well, it's funny because I get a lot of people asking me that same question. And it is, it's, it's, it's kind of bizarre because. It's that couple of years yeah, ago, was you know that they are an absolute out and out bona fide second stage headliner. No fucking mm. question. Yeah. They are a out and out, no question about second it. Headliner, yeah. Second headliner. Second on. It's if it's almost as if should they have a fucking killer album, like another mm. killer album, and obviously this tour has done amazing. You know, right. the whole tying it up with uh, Limp Biscuit has worked unbelievably well for them and it's put them in arenas because uh, Corn were Brixton level, yeah. always do strong bit Brixton level business. Yeah. Um, it's the first time they've headlined in an arena since Issues, isn't it? No, they did the Ali Pally one, yeah. didn't they, on the one after it? Yeah. So, the, and again, for, for, for the, um, you know, the people listening and watching here, yeah, when we say a Brixton level band, it's like they're worth yeah. 5,000 tickets. Yeah. When you get to Wembley, you're 10,000 tickets. Mm. When you get to the O2, you're 15,000 tickets um, in, in London. So, you know, with with Corn and with Deftones, both bands, I believe, came back with super strong albums. Mm. Um, we've got, you know, uh, Deftones did Wembley. They're now, gonna, they're now doing Alexander Palace up there. It's the, it's kind of borderline. You always think if one more strong album, and you kind of go, you know. And if you had a strong number two as well, almost that whole kind of co-headliner thing. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine Corn and Deftones? Oh, I'd love it. I mean, it, suddenly you could go. Well, that's maybe a co-headline situation in on the next album cycle if it's mm. strong for both of them. So you shouldn't rule them out. You know that they're always good as your second on, you know, a special yeah, guest version, or as a second stage headliner. Um, if it's like with Alterbridge, Alterbridge have done their fourth arena tour yeah. of the UK. They are on the cusp of being that band that could headline. And you only need a handful of that. I mean, if you think about what we've talked about here you know, yeah. in this last section, the bands that possibly could be then maybe it's not a shallow. It's not a shallow. Nowhere mm. near. Nowhere All right. Near. Call a death tone. Still dual headliner. Oh, come on. Do come it, on. Do, do it. Do it. Do it. Right. Okay. Uh, we will let you go, Andy. Are you stoked for the rest of the bands that you've got to announce? Yeah, very much so. I mean, obviously, we did a, a, an announcement a couple of weeks ago. Go. It's going to be. Um, we've got another announcement coming at the end of January. Lovely stuff. Um, we've got uh, you know two or three uh, meaty acts on there. Yeah, we've got some good stuff still to come. Um, so yeah, we're in we're in a good spot. So there you have it, the People vs Andy Copping over for another year. Thank you as always for your questions. Your voice needs to be heard. We love hearing what you have to say. And you make a show like this as brilliant as it is with your questions. Next week, we will be back. Me, Mr. Stephen Hill will be joining me as always. And also, we will be joined by Renfrey Deadman from The Independent, one of the good guys doing something brilliant on the inside for rock music. And Justine from Employed to Serve and Holy Raw 
Records to do the 2016 That's Not Metal Awards. All of the categories are up now on the That's Not Metal Facebook page. We say it. We mean it. We encourage it. Have your voice heard. Come on over to the Facebook page. Vote on the categories. And we will see you next week for an absolutely mammoth edition. See you then. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.